0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. It's a Monday, Monday after the first spring game of the Scott Satterfield era for the Bearcat football team. Uh, A Monday after spring practice wraps up for the football team. A Monday where there's action, players coming in, coming out of the football program for the Bearcats. A Monday as well where there's still Numerous different things going on on the basketball side of things and a, a Monday as well where I get to spend a couple of hours with, with some of my pals, some of my, my, my beautiful brothers. That's right, the Bearcat group, the BBP, the trio, the quattro, if you add me, if you will. Without further ado, it's a Monday where I get to welcome in my guys, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, Ryan Royer. Gents, how are we? Well...
1: I guess Chad left. He's <laughs> back. <Yeah>. I <laughs> hit the wrong button.
0: Man. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Chad is one of that like that was like a Chris Collinsworth like slide in podcast yeah. style. You know, so
2: dramatic these days. The I chair. Like it. I like it's it. been it's been a crappy day, so
0: I'm doing all right. Okay. Okay. Well. I, I, I want to hear all about the uh, the volleyball because that's that's going to be a new thing where I, we have to get the updates but yeah um, I, can you can you fill us in? Was it a successful weekend there?
2: Uh, they went three and one they won the silver division silver bracket they uh, played a team that was it was funny you know how this goes. Mm-hmm. They, they played a team that didn't make an error like they played perfect pretty much the whole game. And then I watched their next game, and they were they were like fifty percent as good as they were in the game against Kelsey's team. Yep. Every serve went in; they returned every serve. Like they just they played great. Kelsey's team played good, but not good enough. Um, so they lost once, won the silver bracket. She sprained her ankle.
1: If you're not first, you're last.
2: So they it's, got a cha- I mean, they won a championship. It just was the silver one. <laughs> she,
0: she sprained her ankle. Is. Are we all yeah. rice right now? Rest ice, compression. Yeah, liberation?
2: she uh, she's she's on she's on rice. She's uh, but she played. She she sprained it in the first game. She played the other three games on the sprained ankle. So that that Brendel toughness, yeah, shining through.
0: Yeah,
3: so yeah. you know, that.
0: That's put the team yeah. on my back.
2: <laughs> put that oh, was on good. My back. It was a good day.
0: There you go, beautiful indie. Did you check out any indie spots? Any any food or was it all kind of just centric? no that's not how those
2: work man you you go yeah. you go to the tournament and you, and you sit there, there until there. it's done right
0: right
2: i got there at 145 we left the gym at 9 15 like, mm. that night these places are nuts like yeah. i got a good parking spot i wasn't leaving <laughs> i wasn't going yeah. anywhere like you couldn't have paid me 50 dollars to leave that place
3: Get a half mile walk if you leave. Yeah, like you people were like parked walking taco in there or something like that for dinner. <laughs> uh
2: I, I did nachos with jalapenos and the okay. uh the, the nacho cheese. That's a, go that's to. always my go-to. Yeah. When possible. <laughs>
3: the so. best the best cheese in the world. Oh, I love it. Fresh. Yeah. fresh. Just the flavor is impeccable. Impeccable. <laughs>
2: Con- Connor thinks he can buy my uh integrity here. <laughs> Uh, I know you got the inside scoop on Nike Jordan, said new stuff next few weeks, said made fair. What am I hearing? No comment. Not, I'm not hearing anything. I don't know.
1: Well, thanks for the donation
0: all the same.
2: <laughs>
0: I, you know, it is it is funny, though. You just hop on Twitter, and you just, you'll either see a picture or you'll see a tweet where... I mean, just, just hop on Twitter for about 20 minutes and just scroll and uh, start putting things together. Um, but yeah. it's interesting. There were, there were a lot
2: of interesting shoes at the spring game.
0: Yeah, precisely. <laughs> Very much so. On and off the field. On and off the field. Uh, Aaron, how are we? Uh, pink eye still recovering. You and the pink eye. I, a lot of people wanted to give you a hug. They wanted it. It I know Smith hug. Hey,
1: and I didn't I didn't shake anyone's hands. It was like it was like COVID all over again. I was I was all about the forearms. Some people were like, oh. What are you doing, man?
0: Are you I know
1: me? I had to apologize. Well, I had to apologize to, to Zach later on. I'm like, look, I wasn't trying to not like shake your hand, but I'm not trying to give you and your, your family pink eye. The last thing I would need to do is be the reason that pink eye breaks out in the locker room of the Cincinnati Bearcats.
3: Yeah. Well, we've seen worse.
1: We I don't seen. doubt that.
3: <laughs>
0: UCF. UCF baby, uh, yeah. Aaron, your your hair was flowing. You got it. You got it trapped in a hat now. But, I uh, do. Okay, fair enough.
1: Always keep always keeping you on your toes, Brent.
0: There we go. It, you know, it's kind of funny. I because Keegan Nixon was was there at the uh, at the game on on Saturday, and and I you know went to go retrieve him from the press box, and he, he was actually coming out when I was going in so we were able to start walking he was like yeah i'm gonna go down to the field and look for ac and i was like okay <laughs> go on the field and look for ac i was like who the hell is ac <laughs> and i was like i mean anthony calhoun is the indianapolis version of ac but all of a sudden he's like ac from the podcast i was like who he's like aaron smith oh okay aaron all right, let's go find Aaron. <laughs> and there's Aaron coming with those flowing locks, aggressive locks. He, he looks beautiful. He looks beautiful. Let's just put it that way. But, Ryan,
3: sir, how are we? We're good, man. Had a good weekend. Um, just ready to break it all down with you guys. There we go. There we go. Speaking
0: of breaking down, man, if, if, if your car <laughs> breaks down,
3: you That's know. A if it breaks uh, yeah, down, was- man. It was way to LeBron right there. Allie. You know,
0: if your car breaks down and you just gotta you just gotta hitch a toe. just just head it on over to Danco Transmission and Auto Care, get yourself fixed up. Say what's up to Danco Joe, mention Chad, Aaron, or I guess AC Ryan. Get out of here. Say uh, mention the BBP, a little Bearcat love, and uh, you know get ten dollars off your next oil change, ten percent off your next fixing. So uh, Danco Joe, Danco Transmission and Auto Care. But uh, without further ado, spring game was on Saturday. Uh, Chad, you you were obviously an Indy. Ryan, you had something pop up. So Aaron and I were were there, um, as well as Dave and and Keegan as well. But Aaron, I want to I want to just get your your initial impressions on kind of the day itself because it was kind of put on pretty well. Uh, they kind of you know had band, cheerleaders, atmosphere. It was definitely seemed like a little bit more went into putting this one together for the fans.
1: It was spring training for everyone, right? I mean, there's no bad time to get the the band going and kind of get that atmosphere going for them, get them out and about. And uh, the weather certainly didn't hurt any of that, getting everybody out there and all of that. Um, same thing with the cheerleading staff. Um, you know, they're what world champions right now or something like that. So uh, yeah, they're out there just showing off at that point. Uh, but good on them. Uh, the Like I said, the weather was, you couldn't ask for really a, a much better day. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't, wasn't too, certainly wasn't chilly last year, it was snowing uh, yep. the year before that it was rainy and cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a, it was a really, really nice day in that regard. Uh, and of course we got our first real taste uh, in person anyway, of what, Coach Satterfield and his staff look like and what this team looks like for that matter. So high fives, handsha- handshakes, hugs all around.
0: There you go. There you go. Except, uh, you know,
1: Except for me, cause Pink Eye.
0: Just just these. Just, just yep, give me one of these. Forearms. Yeah, here we go. Um it, you know, I it, it was kind of funny because they uh put 12 noon start time for the spring game. But they did kind of what what you guys do when when Chad, you and Aaron go live. You kinda say, all right, we're popping live at 8, but and then you wait until about like 8.15 to really get going to let everyone file in. They didn't start the spring game itself until like 12.35, 12.40. So it was it was good to get everyone in the seats, get everyone ready. But interviewing different people, Dante Corleone, Alec Pierce, uh, Sauce Gardner, you know, just kind of, I feel like they were walking around. They are like, hey, we're going to interview you and put you on the Jumbotron, so get ready. And all of a sudden they're like, okay, all right, here we go. So uh, that that made for some good content, but I thought it was put together pretty well, um, especially considering it was probably a lot of a lot of loose ends that they were hoping would work out. and ended up working out. Um, so I thought, yeah, it was a good good setup. Everything that uh, that went into it, and pretty good turnout as well. Um, thousands of people there, definitely. Uh, but it was uh, great weather, as mentioned. As far as the the action on the field went, I know Aaron, you kind of. Dove into it with Dave a little bit. Um Chad, Ryan, have you guys been able to get any accounts from anyone outside of of what has been read or any thoughts about the uh, game itself? Um whether Ryan talked to someone on the team or Chad speaking speaking more with uh, with other people?
2: No, I've been I've been occupied. It's yeah. it's funeral week, so. Right. I spent today going through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures. Yeah. It wasn't fun. I'd rather have been talking to people about the spring game.
0: Yeah, well, we got, <laughs> we got you here for a couple hours, so hopefully we can do that. Ryan, right. did did you? What re- Ed, Ed
2: already is blocked?
0: Aaron. <laughs> what did Ed, Ed said something about Aaron. I didn't get a chance to read it before it was taken down and blocked.
2: Oh, oh boy! <laughs> we'll
3: it Ryan, did you
0: get any accounts on the game itself or uh, any thoughts?
3: Uh, Yeah. It just seems like offense is still trying to find their identity and that's kind of typical, but it does seem like the offense is lagging a little bit more than normal. It's when I say like typical, normally the defense, they can get a good scheme in there and they can normally come out quicker and execute a lot better. And that's kind of what happened at all my time there. So you kind of just seeing that pattern lay itself out this spring and, I think the offense got a lot of work to do, but I think they got some good playmakers. They got some good young guys. Um, the quarterback battles definitely gonna be something to keep an eye on. Um and there hasn't been everyone saying all the word I'm getting, it's uh it's a tight race. Um, but good seeing a bunch of guys uh step up and make some plays this spring. Yeah, definitely. I I, I mean let's let's speak on the quarterback battle a little bit. Um
0: Chad, you're able to make it a couple practices, obviously, Aaron. You've been every night cat- chatting every podcast sitting in on Ryan. Obviously, you've got some some pretty strong insider knowledge there. But as far as spring game performances went, you know the first play of the game was showcase the the aggression on defense. You know Daniel Gresham comes around the edge and the strip sack on Ben, uh, recovered right away by Dante Corleone. So it that right there, in essence, if that happened the very first play of the game you got to think, wow, we've got momentum on our side, often set up in a good field position, this, that, and the other. But just a rough start for the offense, as you mentioned, Ryan. But it, it did seem like Emery, when the bright lights came on, he started to make some plays. And that's that's what you don't quite get in the practices themselves. Maybe a bit more of a gamer, um, if you will. As as far as the, the competition goes, it seems like one that's going to carry on into uh, – camp higher ground I, I, I thought thoughts on just the quarterback competition as a whole now that spring practice has wrapped up um Chad or or Aaron started off
2: I mean you're in an interesting spot because you've got two six-year guys that are power five level starters I mean yeah. maybe not national championship level starters but they're power five level starting quarterbacks are they really both I mean they seem to get along. They seem to be in a, in a spirited quarterback competition.
0: Right. Are they both
2: like, like they're, there's not much option here after this decision is made. Like if they decide they're both going to stick it out and compete in camp for the job. Yeah. You know, I, Barring injury, right. Yeah. Like I, I'm just, I, I you kind of think about how this is going to play out in your head over, you know, basically ever since Emory Jones committed. And then yeah. Ben is a lot more healthy and able to go than you thought he was going to be. Um, he has a good camp. Jones has a pretty good camp from all intents and purposes. They look pretty even at this point in time. Um, i'm sure they would like to have like okay this is our guy because you know then you can make a very clear cut this is the direction we're going the other guy gets to make his choice based off of where the competition was at but i i mean i don't think you're being very honest if you say one was was clearly better than the other right um i don't know like it's a tough spot it's a tough spot I'm sure look the staff i guarantee you is perfectly fine rolling with both of them right all the way through the season uh the guys themselves one of them's gonna have to to make a tough call both of them are gonna have to make a tough call like it's a it's an interesting spot it's it's not a spot that a lot of programs are in having two six-year guys that have started a couple years worth of games and a lot of, a lot of snaps underneath their belt. Mm -hmm. They're both different in terms of what they give you and and how they give it to you. I, I don't envy really anybody in this situation and figuring this out, like what's going to happen this summer.
1: Or you just let them both walk and go with the kid who didn't wear the green Jersey and was ready to be hit all day long. Brady Drogash in the white Jersey, just ready to take on the whole team. <laughs>
2: but he's game. His time, time will punished. come. His time will come. It is I not a, a true freshman.
1: I know. I, I totally agree. Uh Just being silly, but I thought it was impressive that he did not put the green penny on and was ready to take whatever oh, yeah. punishment they, love they gave. Love doing that to
3: the young quarterbacks. They mm-hmm. love that. But it, like, like from what I heard, passes. he loved it.
2: Yeah, like Good. that's how he plays. He's he got plays a little bit of psycho in
3: him. Good. Bro.
2: I, I was. I was talking. I had a. I, I did make a couple phone calls about things, uh, yesterday. And I asked somebody, I said, is, I I know this is silly. And it's not comparing him to the name I'm about to drop. But I said, is there, is there a little Josh Allen in that kid? And they said, he's not, obviously he's he's not Josh Allen, but he's big. He said, if they had to guess, he probably runs in the four fives. He's got a big arm. Yeah.
3: How? Like, how there's is this kid, 6'3. Six, 6'5? Six, six, uh,
0: he's, he's big. He looks,
3: Holy shit. I'm not going to lie. He, he looks he looks he, apart. As, Aaron, as
0: Aaron likes to say, he looks good. He looks good, man. Good legs. Real good legs. Ankles. But yeah. <laughs> it's all
3: about the ankles. Ankles. Good ankles. Does he shave yeah. his legs? Uh, we should get him to shave his legs just for the fun of it. Uh, oh, okay. Look at him.
0: I'm in.
2: <laughs> there's like, so a legit conversation that he's the fastest
3: quarterback in that quarterback room faster than ever jeez i mean that's this is scary (laughs) he's only gonna get stronger too yeah with the boy nico taking care of him nico's the man by the way
0: the absolute man but uh you know ryan i think you're getting ready to say something about the relationship that that Emery and, and Ben kind of have. And I mean, they both spoke extremely high about each other in the post game press right. conference too.
3: Yeah. They, I mean, I've, I've never, I haven't met Emery, but uh, Ben always speaks so highly of him and say how it's a good, respectful, like competition. And he's just a really nice guy, really competitive, smart, fun to be around. And I'm sure Emery would say the same thing about Ben. So that's nice. You know, sometimes people want a little flair, a little spice, but I mean, you're not going to get that from, from guys like Emery and a guy like Ben, you know, they've been around, they've played, they've got a lot of reps, so they know, they know how to handle um, competitive situations. But I think it's good. I mean, it's good for both of them, you know, coming in, you don't ever want like, it, like, yeah, my, it would be nice. But like, Oh, my job's secure, but the more competition you have, the better it's going to make them. They're going to be heightened attention for every single rep. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to make both of them um, better quarterbacks. So we're going to get the best version of whichever one they roll out there. That's for sure. But I mean, nowadays with the transfer transfer portal with NIL, like it just kind of like puts the spotlight twenty times brighter on situations like this. Like whereas I don't know, it kind of reminded me of Ross Trail, uh, Hayden, Hayden Moore kind of competition. Right. Both right. guys who've kind of been around. Um, there's nothing really separating them, and it's it's just going to come down to really a decision. And there's going to be a good quarterback who has to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And most, even more likely nowadays, like there's a good chance that quarterback's not going to be um uh in the program anymore. And right. you know, we kinda, would you be shocked if it, if
1: both of them had a Paw on their helmet?
3: I would be in September. At the end of the day it's about like these guys want to play in the NFL they right. like that's why Ben came back that's why Emery transferred like they want to play they want to play on Sundays right. and you know it's 20 times harder to do that when you're not getting all the reps and then that just makes me even think well if one of them leaves I mean what the hell happens if one of them gets hurt you know heaven forbid you know you yeah. don't that depth takes a big hit so. I don't know. It'll be interesting, though. That's for sure.
0: Well, it, you know, it's it's interesting because Emory said this is the best quarterback room he's ever been in in his college career, and
3: that includes in Florida. Yeah, yeah, that, that includes he it. Twenty in, uh, Tr- twenty,
0: it was Kyle Trask, Trask uh, Anthony Richardson, him. Wow. I mean, that's two NFL players, and yeah, and Emory. So uh, he, he he talks about that, but yeah. Someone in the chat was asking about Prater being injured. Yeah, Prater was held out of the uh, of the spring game. He, he shoulder injury, so he was. Uh, I mean, he was alive and 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 well, and kicking it with the guys and dancing during it during warmups and whatnot. So um, he was very much locked in on the uh, game, not kind of just injured off to the side. So um, yeah, but he was out. But yeah, it's uh, it'd be interesting to see what what shakes out because. Like you said, it's it's going to be hard to see who, you know, if, if a decision is made and one of them is told one way or the other, I don't know. We'll see. It'll it'll be, be very interesting what happens over the next few weeks. And if they all decide to stay, then it'll be interesting to see if Satterfield decides to figure out a way to, to if not use them all, kind of get some sort of a set or anything. I, I'm not entirely sure, but. It'll be interesting to see that. Uh, anything else on quarterbacks, guys? Um, I think it's kind of kind of pretty pretty locked in there. Keegan had a good write up on the quarterback situation as well, so go and check that out on the site. Uh, someone did ask about the running back group, and man, it's there's a lot of them in there, kind of like the quarterback room. And I thought that Corey Conner looked pretty good. Aaron, I'm interested to hear what you have to say, but um, I I think the main thing that I noticed about Kiner is that he just seemed like super confident and like happy and dancing. And, and, and I know these are all things that really don't pertain to the field, but if you can get someone with the talent that Corey Kiner has just confident, loose and out there trying to, you know, trying to make his mark on the team, I think that's only positive. So um did score a touchdown in the red zone. Had a couple good, you know, catches with some yak afterwards. Uh Aaron, you're, your thoughts overall on kind of Corey and the in the running back room just on Saturday?
1: I think the running back room is basically just a bunch of dudes. Um, I, I think all of them bring some Dogs. different I, I'm not. Nope. Nope. That's not the word I chose to use. Um, I think it's a bunch of dudes. I, I think that all of them have a bunch of different skill sets that they bring to the table. I think nobody's really separated themselves as a guy. Right. And and so right now, truthfully, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring somebody in from the portal. That said, I think that you have enough guys in this room that you can use three to five guys every game, and I wouldn't be surprised to see three to five guys every game get touches out of this room and still have a very good committee. But I don't think you have anybody right now rising to the top.
2: Yeah. I'll give you $100 if they bring in a running back in the portal.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, they've got six dudes right now. I'm just saying, if, if it's somebody who...
2: I'm just saying they have much more pressing needs in the portal. Oh, for sure. There's zero chance they use one on a running back, unless he also plays left tackle.
1: If it was somebody a a la Jerome Ford, which I think was still a crazy steal that I I don't understand to this day, um, who's a home run hitter, then I think that they wouldn't be afraid to pull the trigger on somebody like that. But It's a numbers game. Sure, especially now, right now.
2: Now, now if, if somebody left, then maybe, you know, you would, you would be on to something. But as the numbers currently stand, they have to get wide receivers, like yeah. multiple, multiple, multiple three, four of them. They, I'm sure, love to add some offensive line depth. They'd love to add a tight end. They've been offering defensive backs, so I think they're still mm-hmm. in the market for a safety or a corner. Like the running linebacker. back is just so far. Yeah, linebacker, running back is – uh, down down the list
1: of priorities, probably sure. probably
2: like a, a quarterback and then running back are the two places I don't expect them to uh, be hitting the portal this spring. Special
0: teams and in- interior defensive line. <laughs>
3: yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah I- go ahead, Ryan. I just I think uh, one thing we also need to pay attention to. We might have bodies in the running back room, but I think we, we might not need a dude as much as we need our O-line to be 20 times better. I mean, look what happened last year. We got the talent, we got the talent in the running back room to, to get the yards. I think our O-line has just been way below standard for what we, we had what we had in the past. I mean, the O-line play we had when we had Mike Warren, when we had Jerome Ford this first year, I think the past two years, um, uh, prior to that, after that, it's took a big hit. And the things that it limited with Ben with last year. So I think mainly we got the guys in the running back room that can get the yards. But if we don't get O'Lyman and get them on the same page and be able to pick up the blitz, be able to adjust, be able to, you know, just – be the Cincinnati O-line that we had in the first three years with Coach yeah. Figgle. I think we really need to get back to that, especially that was a big hit to our offense the past couple of years.
0: Yeah. and I, I mean, I think a lot of it as well with with the, the whole running back situation is just really, really understanding the scheme. And because you, know, you heard Coach Satterfield in the press conference talk about how, you know, there were a couple of plays where, they didn't get to the spot they need to get to before cutting up and, and getting to the second level. You know, he's, he's still waiting for all of them to get on the same page of just the scheme overall that he wants to run with the running back position. But you also see, this is a, it's a very sexy, if you will, run packages that were kind of probably only slowly shown in the spring game, you know, H back in the backfield. Uh, a lot of that, the, the zone option that we've been hearing about, and then you've got option with, with, not only running backs, but option with wide receivers as well with the quarterback. So, and we saw a reverse as well. It, there's, there's going to be some wrinkles and uh, I think the rep more reps that they get, the more time learning and learning the scheme and learning where to pick and choose the spots and kind of how to read the blocks of your offensive line. It's only going to pay off and really spring the running backs to, uh, to you know, have someone step up or have all of them take their, their game to the next level. But, be interesting to see who, who does start to separate themselves, especially at Camp Fire Ground. But um, I don't know; it'll be fun. That, that'll be a fun thing to watch because you can just tell how much Satterfield loves running the football and the schemes that go into it, and the reads that he wants the running backs to be able to make. So it'll be be fun to see that evolve. Um, anything else offensively? I I think wide receiver wise, we're going to touch on that during our beautiful superlative. Package, unless uh, any of you want to sprinkle some some thoughts on on the wideouts because I think obviously there's there's a lot to talk about there.
2: How was how was D? Did he play? Did he go much?
0: He did. He did, but he didn't have the splash plays like okay. like Sterling Berkhalter had a lot. Um, yeah. Barry Jackson obviously had a ton. Yeah. And then the walk-ons, man. They're they're kind of. Surprising me, you know. It's not. It's not like they're gonna. You know, like sure they. You know, Leslie Ando and J.A. Thomas. It's like they were making some some tough catches in traffic, getting licks put on them and and still holding on. But uh, I I think D had like a couple catches, but nothing like really popping off the page. Same with Donovan Ali. He had like a probably like a forty yard catch, but it was called back with a holding call. So those kind of I think Ollie's
2: I think Ollie's going to be just that steady bigger body possession kind of move the chains guy right
0: right Aaron did you see anything from D for the most part
1: no I thought both the starters were fairly quiet and I wonder how much of that is the staff knows what they have with those two guys and they really wanted to see what they had in the rest of the room um and that the was pass really
0: rush good. of the first team first team defense too.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, but that, that was just kind of my takeaway. Um, because I I felt like they really I don't know that they necessarily opened up the playbook a little bit more for the the other guys outside of D. Wiggins and,
0: and yeah. uh Don Manali, but that's just how it felt watching yeah. it, I guess.
4: Yeah,
0: I can agree with that. Um defensively, obviously the defensive line is uh, I, I wrote in the article, you know, the five observations, they, that, that is, that is a, a luxury to have that in the transition year, not only with the new coaching staff, but with the, you know, move to the big 12 it's, they are fantastic. And, uh, you know, Malik van was not with the first three that went out there, but his first play that he went out there, he had a sack, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you know, Eric Phillips will get a lot of run. When you talk about, like, we've barely mentioned Eric Phillips this offseason, I feel like. And it's just, he he looks like he's kind of put on muscle and going to continue his, you know, Phillips looks great. progress. Yeah. He, he looks does. great. He does. And I, it's just crazy to think when, when that first group goes out there, they're all making plays, they're all owning the line of scrimmage. And then you rush in three more guys who had a ton of playing time last year. It all, it all had big moments as well. I mean, the D-line is just stout. It's great.
1: Yeah, I was, I was happy to see, you know, guys like Watley, guys like Phillips, um, even getting to see Malik Van back out there again. Um, it's bit, it feels like it's been forever since we've seen him back out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the defensive line is it's going to create havoc, especially in the new scheme.
0: Briggs does look a little trimmed down, don't you think, Chad? He d- yes, he does. And, and Aaron, yeah, he looks like he's got he's he's cut a little bit to to play on the outside. As you know, I'm sure that's something he's going to add to his plethora. So
1: he said he said that in his post game though it was yeah. That's just that he yeah. feels more comfortable moving out there, especially with him kicking out the end. It's a little bit easier for him to move mm-hmm. at the weight he's at now than when he was being kicked out to end last year.
0: Yeah, two years ago. yeah, Yeah. Uh, he looks great. Um, CJ Doggett making plays. It's just, man, it's they are deep and they're good, really good. Um, linebacker, obviously, a big hit. Gene Thomas enters the transfer portal. We can go ahead and just touch on that now. Um, uh, but I mean, the the four out there that I guess we can kind of you know we're not going to do it for this part, but you know, you've got Greshick, who's looks like he's going to be. The man to to kind of hunt the quarterback there. Dorian Jones plays downhill on every play. Uh, your, your boy the Adonis Aaron Jack Dingle looks God, he's huge. He's That's Chad's boy. <laughs> he's he is a helmet taller than everyone. It's it's just crazy. And, uh, and then of course um, Deshaun Pace just primed for a a monster season. Kind of linebacker room takes a hit though, and I don't know. Chad, you think they, they kind of roll with, with James Camden continuing his uh, crazy story, or is it going to be kind of a, a, a big portal watch for, for that second level?
2: I mean, I'm sure they'll look at the portal for linebacker, but I don't think it's like a – I mean, we talked about this a lot last night on the the nightcap. This is really a defense that only plays two traditional linebackers. Right. It's it's an old school, like it's an old school variation on what the three-four used to look like. Mm-hmm. A lot of bulk on the defensive line. Yep. And then two middle linebacker types, two inside linebacker types, a a rush in, a stand-up defensive lineman, essentially, with right. Greshik. You know, you're seeing it with Jamal Williams, you're seeing it with Tyler Gillison that they've got in that slot. And then the the strong side linebacker. Is more of a coverage athlete, you know, hybrid linebacker, outside linebacker, nickel safety. Like they're asked to do a lot of different things. So, I, I, you know, obviously you probably you'd love to have still have had Jaheim in the fold, but I, I don't know that you know. Look, I think, I think Jonathan Thompson is going to be a star.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: I do. I, I just the way that he has flashed. So many times, whenever you have watched this team in right. practice at higher ground, last year on the scout team, there would be times that you're like, who's that guy in the weird number? Oh, it's Jonathan Thompson making plays again. Right. Like, I, and he flashed in, in spring when I saw him uh, at the practices I was at. I think he's going to be a big-time, big-time player. You still have David Jones in that room. Mm-hmm. Like... um, Sincere Lewis is injured right now, but he'll be back. I, I'm not freaked out over linebacker depth because I just think linebacker is going to be something different than what this defense has kind of ever really seen. Um, so, and then Jaheim probably would have slotted in. I know Aaron mentioned last night, like on the, on the roster, they had him listed an outside linebacker. He probably would have been slated into that. I get I guess they call it the dog. Yeah. Um, it used to be the jack position, like called the jack position when Fickle right. first got here. Stand up, rush in, like linebacker type. Oh, it's really what Majay was. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. He played with his hand in the dirt more often than than standing up, but um I don't know that. I guess just because of like the way the depth chart is, uh, you're okay. I think like Jamal Williams flashed Man, he looked good.
0: he looked really good.
2: Tyler Gillison's a guy that they they like in that position. I mean, I, I just I don't know that necessarily you're gonna you're gonna be forced to backfill to replace Janine. But that's not to say they might not go get another linebacker right. uh, just to add to the overall depth of the group. But I don't think it's a it's not like wide receiver where we're like, they have to get help at wide receiver.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Ryan, what did you think when you saw uh, Jaheem enter the portal? I, I I mean, he had a great second half of the year last year. looked like he was starting to blossom and uh, had, had a couple of really strong games. And Chad, you said it last night, a, a super quiet 70 tackle season. And I mean, it was, a, it was looked like he was going to have a big piece on the
3: roster. What did you think when you saw that news? I was very surprised. Um, I haven't took the time to reach out to him yet. I just kind of wanted to let him you know, yeah, go through this right. hectic couple days or week or however long he normally goes. But I was shocked because I don't know if they – I know he was hurt. I don't know if they thought that he was just going to get passed up on. They didn't want to take their time on him. And if that was the case, I think that's a terrible idea by this new staff. I don't think that this, was it. I think this yeah, is a Jaheim decision. I want. I don't know. Maybe some other. Maybe there's some p- teams reaching out to him, but um, maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't want to play DN tight. Maybe he wanted to play like play linebacker because you know mm-hmm. that's what he's been learning how to play the past. What is he? Three years now. So I yeah. think. I don't know. Maybe the co- Maybe he wanted to do linebacker. They wanted him on the edge. Right. And they maybe said, he just hey, looked at the numbers and said, yeah. you know. It's crazy because it, I mean that's a, missing well, I guess is I was, hard, man. Yeah, that's why I was saying like being hurt and kind of like counting him out of being that inside linebacker, be like, all right, let's just keep him on the edge then. And maybe he's like, Oh, I don't really I don't like that. That's not me. That's not what I want to do. I think that's a I mean, I think that's true because I think Jaheem is so strong, so good. Mm-hmm. at. I think his I think his pass rush ability is so much better from a linebacker position than having to be at a D line, at a D line position, even though you're standing up, I think Jaheim does so much better, like coming downhill and being able to run straight at an O lineman or a running back. Um, right. I, he always just excelled so, so much better. And in, in, in those roles, um, but like I said, like it's going to, that's a lot of production. I mean, yeah. reps are reps, tackles are tackles. And it, they're when, when it's in practice, it's one thing, but Jaheim is doing it in the game. So yeah. we, we, know that's a hole we got to fill but I think Chad you were speaking on how there are guys there that can do the role so I don't know I was shocked um I think I would love to have him in a Bearcat uniform great kid yeah. I mean great teammate I, I love playing with yeah. him so I was shocked I'm gonna miss I'm gonna I was so excited for him he's an NFL caliber player and I was so like I was looking forward to watching him play and Ball out. He was like my, he was like my, uh, I think I mentioned it. Yeah, he was your times. pick. Yeah. Yeah. He was my pick for, for like breakout
0: player, breakout
3: yeah. oh, break yeah. the portal, man. Fuck. <laughs>
0: yeah. I I mean, he's going to have a long list after him. I imagine some, uh, yeah. some heavy hitters on that list too. Know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I the it, best though. right. I that just he's, means,
3: yeah. He's got the talent to play in the NFL. So I hope, that works out for him. I agree.
0: So Greshik and uh, Dorian Jones, man, it's it's their time now. Dingle as well. Um, Deshaun Pace is is an absolute animal. Uh, back to being that animal. I had a blocked field goal um, on uh, on Saturday. Flying around, looking like he's he's ready to be a leader on the uh, defense. Uh, defensive back as well. Uh, Chad, you weren't lying about. You know, I, I I'm going to poke fun because you. You you said Jordan Taylor a lot, you know? Yeah, DJ Taylor, Jordan Young, Mike two. Taylor. Yeah. But hey, you can you can do that because both of them look great. Uh DJ Taylor was was putting a lot of hits on. Jordan Young looks like a stud. Um, potential lockdown corner on the boundary side. He definitely was making some plays. Had had a huge crack on Corey Kiner, the first monster hit of the game on uh, Saturday. Um and then, you know, Sammy Anderson continues filling in. Taj Ward getting some play at the safety. Uh, Brian Threats doing his thing. Looks like the, the DB's kind of a mix of them. It, it, I mean, Isaiah Cox had a huge hit. on Sterling Berkhalter. But the wild thing is these DB's put these hits on the wide receiver, and the receivers held onto the ball each time. It was unbelievable. Burkhalter had his helmet popped off. Still held onto the football.
1: I think that was my favorite thing that Keegan said in his article was another st- or maybe he tweeted it or something like another staff and still helmets flying off. You just oh, can't, yeah. you can't fix this. Right, Inevitable. <laughs> Figure it
3: out. I, my favorite of The one DBs and, I, yeah. and it's making me, you know, how good the DBs are doing. I, I'm trying to keep in perspective because, you know, we don't have anybody, not that our guys aren't, good, but, like, the depth in the wide receiver room is so low. It's not like we had guys like Ahmad, Kobe, Brian Cook going up against, like, Alec Pierce and NFL, Tyler, like, NFL level. So, I think you're not really going to know what we have um, from both rooms until week one. Um, Obviously, guys will make plays and stuff, but until we, unless we, like, fill out that wide receiver room with power five caliber the receivers, we aren't going to really get the test of that. They got the names, they got guys who played, but you know, it'll be bright lights. Be, yeah, yeah, we got to got to wait and see. When when you line up against
0: those, what, what is it, the Admirals or, or the Colonials or the Eastern Kentucky yeah. Colonels or whatever it is? <laughs> we'll
3: like well, all I'm saying is, like I sometimes you got to remember that. A really good player, if he's going up against a guy like me, who's not going to press his shit and like right. make him like have to work and to make a play, like I might like there might like the receivers might be out there holding their own, doing their job, but if they're not like pressing these guys and challenging them, these guys are going to look like the best things in sliced bread. So I don't right. want to be negative, but you know sometimes got to drop some perspective. I hear you, completely
0: <laughs> hear you. Um, anything else on? DBs as a whole, or you guys want to throw James out Camden walk on nation. There you go. Happened. Okay. Ryan, give us a breakdown of James Camden. I He's, he's probably your
3: surprise at the spring, correct? Yeah. He was going to be my, my superlative on defense. That was there my guy. Go. I had there to walk on nation. Just James Camden is just a tough ass, tough ass kid. Hits hard, loves contact, plays hard every snap. And, you know, sometimes a lot of the knocks with the walk-ons is they do that. They play hard. They do this, this, but they just don't make any plays. And you see James, like, proving that wrong. And, like, that's huge because that's, like, it just makes me so proud because just seeing him come in and, like, talking with him, working with him, like, helping him through the process of being a walk-on and seeing him out there just making all these plays and just being a a damn good football player. Like, I, I love seeing that shit. Um, I'm so happy for him, and I hope, if anything, they reward him with three, hopefully four, special teams units if he keeps doing what he's doing. And shit, I mean, you never know. You can get some reps out there on uh, out at safety, and I know that's what he's working towards because he's definitely showing like he belongs. He could go out there and give a guys a, a breather or, linebacker. or someone goes down. Yeah. I, oh, I they mean, got him at linebacker? Fully. Yeah. I mean, he's oh, he, he had a sack on on Brady that. Drogosh. Is that a when did they start doing that?
0: Uh, Chad, do you, was he was he playing linebacker when you were at the practices?
2: Yeah, he he got moved up to linebacker like pretty much early in the spring.
3: Oh,
0: I didn't
2: because it know took that. me a minute to figure out. Like he bulked up. He's
3: yeah, he looks thick. I yeah. I, I was like, dude, he's making he, was plays. Like 210. he was like two ten. He was like two ten as a safety and like. They always wanted him to lose a couple pounds. And he's like, I just can't do it. So I was we always joke, "He you just play linebacker then, man. We need some guys to to uh take my spot, take a bunch of the walk-on guys that are leaving. So he's fucking doing that and then some. So that makes me even happier. He's an LB. I like that. There you go. There Good you go. for the boy.
2: Now, now you can call him and start mentoring him.
3: <laughs> it's been a while, dude. I need to I need to get back in and study the game, man. I don't know how much mentoring I could do. Just say, run hard, hit hard. Run hard,
0: hit hard. Play aggressive.
3: (laughs) Play
0: aggressive.
2: Be be like my daughter's seventh grade volleyball coach that would just stand there and go, hit it. Hit it, girls. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pop, set,
0: spike.
2: No, she didn't. Just hit it. Hit it. They're losing, you know. 17 to, to seven. Hit it.
3: Yeah. Hit it. Hit it, girls. It over the net. Under over three. the
0: net, please.
3: <laughs> I hated that woman.
0: <laughs> well, winning is winning, Chad. And that's what they're doing. Um, who you got? Who you got, Chad? Your uh your 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 offense and, and defensive kind of players of the spring, if you will.
2: Defense is easy.
0: Yeah. Jordan Young. Oh, didn't take mine. I like
2: it. That. Uh, that's Jordan Young was yeah. incredible the entire spring. Like had a pick every day. and mm-hmm. and different kinds of picks. Jumping yeah. routes, making play, you know, high pointing balls, like just taking away good throws, just showing good good technique, good
0: <laughs>
2: boy. I'm trying to do a podcast.
0: I'm podcasting.
2: Don't Can you, you understand? It for a Can you hold it for a minute? Um, he just—he was so solid. Yeah. Like I—I I think there were a couple times where D. Wiggins got him. I don't remember anybody else really getting him. Um, right. you know he is not—he is not sauce. He's not that long, rangy, 6'3", like go-go gadget arms. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason that kid was was in a decent spot on the depth chart of florida if you remember when he left the florida people were like he was gonna start he was gonna like he was gonna play right and i mean he is he has been an instant impact and you feel much better look we saw what having a shutdown corner did for a defense now that defense of course had seven other guys who played in the nfl yes that helps too but when you have a guy that can that can control one side, the short side of the field. Mm-hmm. It's such a massive, massive lift to everything. And Jordan Young is is different. Like it, that That's the best way I can put it. Uh, he put it on display every practice I was at. I don't know what he did specifically on Saturday. I'm guessing there weren't many of the plays that were made where number one was in the vicinity.
0: Two pass breakups and about... Three very hard hits so. yeah,
2: like I, I'm just i I'm really really like he's going to be a rock solid foundation piece for this defense. big time he's big time oh, yeah
0: I agree offensively you got mm.
2: that's a tough one i i'll I'll stick with my guy I, I, I'm one I'm a loyal one. I rode the Tyler Scott train until Tyler Scott became a star Uh new train. I've been on this train. I thought he deserved a lot more carries last year. Yep. I'm a miles Montgomery guy, man. Okay. I I think in this outside zone, he is a home run hitter. Uh, I think he can be explosive. I think he can get you five, six, seven yards of pop Mm -hmm. as he gets to run downhill and kind of pick his spots and pick his Mm -hmm. lanes. Um, I just, I, I, the, the running backs were even, I don't think any of the running backs really like had massive separation. Yeah. But for me, I think Miles Montgomery is a guy that just can, can, can be a star type, you know, back in a, in an outside zone system. So uh, I'll I'll go with him. I, it's just so tough on offense. Like the tight ends came on later in the, in the, the camp. Yeah. Shaman and, and Peyton Singletary had, you know, each day towards the end of camp, their stock was mm-hmm. rising. Um, D. Wiggins was hurt on and off. Yeah. Um, so I'll go Miles. I'll go Miles okay. one
0: cover. Okay. Aaron? Well, well, first off, Aaron, you're muted. You got to unmute. Yeah, you got unmute. But, Chad, kind of piggybacking on your Miles, what, what Satterfield said after the game about what the offense is designed to do is get you to the safety,
2: right? And, then, and, and that's Miles the, Montgomery.
0: Yeah, he said the special ones are the ones that can make the safety miss. Yeah. And so we've seen Miles do that before with with you uh, had a monster run against I'm sure it was uh, Kennesaw State, but uh, right he still showed showcased the potential of what he can do. So Aaron, go ahead.
1: I'm gonna go off the beaten path a little bit. Um I like even it. even though it's a name that we're all very familiar with. Um I think offensively uh the player of the spring for me was Ben Bryant. Okay. And I say that because he was an afterthought. You bring in Emory Wait, Jones. We,
2: we, we thought he was going to be out the whole spring. I I, right. I know. <laughs> yeah. And he he's
1: he's beating the odds as far as recovery goes. He is taking snaps in uh, pretty much every scenario before Emory Jones. Um mm-hmm. he is excelling on the field, even with admittedly not being 100%. And he has made this a battle where we weren't sure that it was even going to be a battle between Ben Bryant and Emory Jones, but maybe more Evan Prater and Emery Jones.
4: Huh.
1: and Or Emery just runs away with it. I mean, and so all of a sudden you have a, a quarterback battle where, I don't know, a month ago, maybe we didn't think there was going to be a quarterback battle. So uh, kudos to to Ben Bryant for just just fighting his ass off to be a Bearcat every single day, man.
2: Yeah. Kelly Brendel thought Ben Bryant was a tough motherfucker. There you go. Like, that dude does not go down easy. Like, Mm -hmm. he's been counted out. He didn't – nobody – most people didn't think he was going to be – you know, Evan was going to easily win the starting quarterback job last year. Ben breaks his foot. There's no way he's a factor in this quarterback competition because everything's already going to be decided by the time he's healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, by the time he gets back, um, they're already going to. Has
1: there been another Bearcat who
2: has fought their ass off every single day
1: of being a Bearcat more so than Ben Bryant?
2: He's up there. I'm sure there is, but, but Ben is right up there.
1: Because he fought Dez and and lost, yeah. um, he he to the point where he even left. Uh, he came back and and fought. he just he's always fighting for his job. He fought Ben or, or Evan rather uh, the entire season, even against the fans. Um,
2: he, he's more resilient than the blades of a ceiling fan.
0: He's a cockroach.
1: He doesn't go away. <laughs> it's just.
0: You, you are we, are we taking away the cockroach label from Darrell White and giving it to Maybe. Ben Bryant? Maybe.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, uh, just kudos to Ben Bryant for doing the unthinkable and making a quarterback battle where we, we didn't think there was going to be one. Uh, defensively, um, I guess I'm going to say Dorian Jones because I don't think there's been a practice where Dorian Jones isn't mentioned. He comes with this Louisville group obviously good enough that they wanted to bring him um, and not just bring him, but bring him as a leader of their defense. And so I'm excited to see more from Dorian Jones. I'm excited to see him at higher ground where he can, you know, probably play a little bit more than what we saw him in the spring game and, you know, actually maybe lay somebody out. Um, So I don't, I don't know. I I just, again, I don't think that Chad's been to a practice. I don't think Justin's been to a practice where they don't mention, who Dorian Jones is on the field and the presence that he brings, if not actual uh, physicality. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the, excited. The other thing I'll,
2: I'll add to that, Aaron, to like, to bolster your uh, argument, your argument. He was so good in the first half of practice that I think they had to adjust to him to a point that it allowed Jack Dingle to have a really, really strong second half of camp. You know, and that's that's part of Ryan will attest to this. Like the impact guys on defense truly are the guys that make the other team like change what they're doing. Yeah. And I thought Dorian Jones did that, and then that that provided Jack Dingle the opportunity to really start to come on strong. And now you got both of those middle guys playing with a lot of confidence. Um, so a, a great job by Dorian Jones, not just producing but coming in and being able to be that like that next wave that's like look this is the system this is what i know like i know coach brown and what he wants and what he expects and kind of able to shed that knowledge uh to everybody else so um that's a it's a good pick Aaron. i like it
0: chad you saw last year when teams found out that ivan pace is an nfl player they started setting up game plans to take him out that allowed Gene sure. to step up and have his good sure. second half of the year. So no doubt. No doubt. Um, Ryan, give us your offense. You gave us James Camden, who who man, I tell you what, he was he he makes plays. He really does. It's it's kind of nuts, but uh
3: who you, got, who you got offensively? Barry Jackson. Oh, baby. Slot receiver, young guy stepped up. A lot of buzz about him on the team, guys saying. That he had a really good spring. Every time I was asking about playmakers on offense, guys would just start chirping up about Barry. Mm -hmm. I think they're just really impressed with his ability, his playmaking. Yeah, it gets open. And he's young, man. Yeah, true freshman. Yeah. So I, we need, we need guys in the slot. Kind of, we've had a lot of guys lately. Um, we had a lot of guys on the on on the edges making a lot of plays for us the last couple of years so maybe right. we can get some good slot play out of Barry Jackson maybe maybe not a ton this year but showing some good promise for the future so yeah. i just love when young guys step up especially in the spring cuz it's hard man people don't realize how hard it is to be a young guy and to go out there and spring ball learn all, learn it all and then not only learning it but making plays and making plays against the too deep so it's like That's trying
0: to get mind. home from Lubbock on a Tuesday night. It's hard. No, right, right, right. But, no, it, Barry Jackson, a lot of, like, remember Will Pauling when we were talking about how he's out there making plays really young, caught the, the final touchdown in the spring game of his true freshman season? I remember
3: uh, that bullshit.
0: Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, game's over. Offense it's over It's up for now. Offense. <laughs> but not – that that play from Brady Drogosh to Barry Jackson was just beautiful. Um I'm sure the highlights out there somewhere. I, I saw it tweeted by someone, but just, just a good place ball by Brady, a good good catch by by Barry Jackson. And they even had a couple plays where, you know, I mentioned the the option run with the quarterbacks where you know Barry would go in motion or he would come in and all of a sudden it's a it's a quick option and Barry gets the pitch from yard right over there Doc. <laughs> the Bear gets the pitch from from the quarterback and and cuts it upfield. So it's uh a lot of wrinkles and Barry Jackson definitely turned heads. I I'll go quick with mine because you guys were you know did a good job taking it. Uh Peyton Singletary, Chad you kind of mentioned him, but if if he can step up and be another option on the tight end side then that's uh only a plethora, only a a positive note for the offense. Uh, Defensively, Deshaun Pace, um, I think he's obviously got plenty of recognition throughout. I'm going to (laughs) have... Okay. Hopefully the dogs are. But anyway, uh, Deshaun Pace, just dominant. Um, He's obviously going to have a lot of fun in that position, kind of catered to making plays, and he was Flying all over the field on on Saturday. A couple of tackle for losses. Um, couple of uh a really, really strong, you know, just in coverage coming down, and getting the getting the uh the rusher. Kind of what we saw a sophomore year. So uh, it'll be fun to see his his development at the new spot. Uh surprises. I'm just gonna wrap it up. We'll just go real quick with surprises. Jamal Williams, man. Chad already mentioned him a little bit. He kind of flashed a lot throughout spring. Jamal Williams looks like he is uh Prime to take a, a big step. Um, Aaron, you got any, any surprise players, youngsters or, or anything of that sort? I mean,
1: obviously we already talked about uh, Camden, right? But uh, I, I'd say CJ Doggett, I think was yeah. a surprise running with, uh, he, he was getting a little bit of shine with, uh, with the twos. Yep. Um, I know he told me after the, after the game, I was talking with him and he said, he's even got a little bit of runs with the ones at times during uh, some of the practices um, so good on him. Uh, kid looks far different than when he got to Cincinnati just a year ago. Um, yep. So uh, I'm real happy to see the the progression that
0: C.J. Doyle gets made.
3: Awesome,
0: Royer. You running with your uh, with your candidate pick and i'm
3: surprised a- but I'm also going to kind of piggyback off Chad with the Ben Bryant. Um, yeah. Just the health, the the way to get back, and then to just you know stick his nose right in there and just keep battling. Um, I just you know, back against the wall again, you know, I always got my faith in him, but to see him go in there and do it this quickly off that uh, foot surgery, uh, that was my biggest, my biggest surprise. Okay. I'll I'll also give a hat tip to Leslie Ando and
0: Jair Thomas. Um, Obviously if if a bunch of additions are made in the wide receiver room, we'll see what, uh, what happens with both of them. But I thought, you know, when they needed numbers, they both stepped up and they were you know readily available and, and had some good catches, good plays on uh, on Saturday. So that's uh that's that, unless Chad Chad's probably handling business, getting things all situated. So uh I guess we can timestamp this one, Aaron. And uh good good rap on, on football. So so Ryan, uh, as Aaron's getting this time stamp ready, what's what is the move now for everyone is it kind of a you know you 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 wait a while and then workups fire back up for the summer and uh something along those lines are kind of what's what's the steps
3: after spring practice is done we normally got like five days off but these coaches uh they're giving them three and a half weeks off (laughs) that's what that's what the guys told me um they were surprised uh, to be honest with you, we all kind of thought it was a terrible idea, but that's what, that's, what's going on three and a half weeks off. And then that'll put them right around. Oh, what is that? Like the first, after the first week of may, and then they will just be lifting and training and getting ready for fall camp, getting some go. drills going and shit. The more you progress through the summer. There you go. Locked and loaded. Aaron, you got that
0: timestamp ready?
1: Yeah, uh, the timestamp is brought to you by Quick Paper Supply. Uh, Quick Paper Supply is one of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. Uh, support your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for products like cups, styrofoam containers, napkins, etc. cetera. Um, for all of your non-food products, call Nick at 513-470-2029. Reference Bearcats and get... 20- off
0: your first month of purchases. There you go. So much like uh, Jaheim Thomas hopped in the portal, um, the portal's back open and players, you know, Cincinnati's already reaching out to a handful of players, but also some uh, high school recruits are making their decisions on top of everything going on as well. Uh, One interesting thing as far as the portal goes, I don't know, did did you guys see what the SEC has, has put in? When it comes to the transfer portal, where mm-hmm. if you you're if you put your name in during the first transfer portal window window that you know opens up in January, you can transfer to another SEC school. But if you put your name in on this the second window, you cannot transfer inside of the SEC. You have to go out of conference for your destination. Um, now, is that is that?
1: On the schools to uphold or is that actually like written in the sec bylaws
0: because i think it's the SEC, it's the sec bylaws
1: is it or is it just all on a, on a
0: handshake that they're yeah, all I, going
1: to uphold this rule
0: i i saw it right before we hopped on and uh it was on the uh the ever beautiful college football choir podcast i listened to it a little bit not in depth but it, it does say in this second Transfer portal window. You cannot go to another SEC school, so I imagine it's it's coming from the 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 head man himself. Which I mean, I think is an interesting tactic, especially because you know you're going to lose a fair amount of talent out of your conference um, with with players making making a move that way.
1: Yeah, I don't know. The SEC is weird. They do things their own way, anyway. So yeah. Let's just have a non-conference
0: game in week twelve. No big right. deal. Yeah, just kind of a, a warmer up or before the right. uh, before the final stretch. That, that get right game at right. the end of get the right season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, we just barely beat Tennessee. Let's go beat Middle Tennessee of Eastern Colony. Alcorn State domination.
2: R.I.P. Steve McNair.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But Chad, did you see that about the SEC? Uh, I, I did not. No. Uh, so, so if you enter the first transfer, I uh, heard you. Like, I have my, I have my headphones on. I, I mean, I, do you think that's something that other leagues will adopt? I, I guess it might, in essence, lessen more people entering the portal because they can't really stay with familiarities or you know other schools that have kind of recruited them. I just thought that was kind of an interesting decision. What as everyone tries to figure out the portal itself. So I don't know. Yeah. something something to watch something to track uh, but two new recruits both committed yesterday and man I tell you what this, this recruiting staff they just hop on there if you know you know and and just posted all these different gifts and everything I think it's hilarious and I love it um, the first one was of course tight end Gavin Grover 66 220 on his profile high you know high three- star another uh Ohio native keeping the uh, the state of Cincinnati on lock. Uh and then later on in the day yesterday, Dakari Anderson from the talent rich state of Georgia commits as well. Super speedy wide receiver. Um
2: but we yeah. talked to Tyler Scott about running sub eleven, like breaking yeah. into the tens. This kid ran a 10 7 1 as a sophomore in high school.
3: That's fast.
0: Yeah, you watch his tape, and it's a lot of he's those fast. where he catches it and then just that's out. It's right Brendel there.
3: fast, baby. That's that. No, Brendel that's fast. that's
2: that's significantly faster than Brendel fast.
0: <laughs> Brent, Brendel was
2: stuck. Brendel was stuck at 11 flat, 11 one for most of his high school career.
0: You might have him in the first split, though.
2: I might. I was fat. Well, but he's short, so he's probably fast early, too. That's, that's what a, a short guy's. We had a lot of success in the 60, like indoor track. You only do the 60, right? I was, I was a monster in the 60, the hundred, those, those last 40 yards with my little legs looking like the road runner. I I didn't, I I had a lot of those long striders catch me at the end. They got up to top speed a lot later than I did.
0: (laughs) There we go. There we go. Uh, Anything else on these two? That any of you guys have, have read up or watched tape or anything. Obviously. I mean, Grover
2: looks like the prototype Cincinnati 6'5, 6'6, big physical guy, can play in line, can can make plays as a pass catcher. Looks yeah. like a a really solid tight end prospect for an offense that that likes to use the tight end. Right. Um, that's gonna be an important spot. So landing a tight end in this class where you had two Really, really good tight end slip away last year after the coaching change. Yep. Um, going out and getting one early signifies that it's an important spot. And look, you, you don't want to take a whole lot of five eight guys at yeah. receiver on your team. But I do think like these are this is a group that they're gonna they're gonna use the gadget plays. They're going to, you know, they're going to use jet sweeps. They're going to use misdirection. Um, they're going to try to get the ball to playmakers in space in this outside zone scheme. You know, you run direction. You get the defense flowing one way. You hit it to a home run hitter on the other side. Um, I think there is a need for some of those guys. Barry Jackson looks like one. Yeah. Hopefully you got another one yesterday.
1: You also only have two slot guys on your entire roster right now, so,
2: <laughs> Yeah. Uh Paul, will this will this offense play a lot of 12? That's a tricky question. Because I do think they'll play with a tight end and an h-back. Uh we've seen like Caleb Schmitz as has been more of an h-back. Right. Um you know, where he's he's at fullback some, he's he's kind of split like in that mm-hmm. uh that pistol formation where you've got one guy next to the quarterback and then the running back behind him that you can kind of motion. I don't think you'll see much traditional 12, but I think you could see a good deal of two tight end types on the field. Just not traditionally what you'd expect from 12 personnel. Um, The old regime never played with an H back Paul. Like, very, very, very rarely did. They'd have an inline tight end and a, a, a Josh split out in that K position. They very rarely were super creative with, like, moving that that inline tight end to more of a fullback or H-back role. I mean, Ryan can correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys didn't use an H-back hardly ever.
3: Yeah, you're right. We did not.
2: I mean, answer. I love you, Paul. But it's, <laughs> but it's just,
3: that they they weren't an
2: H back offense. They, when there was twelve, it was a traditional twelve. There were two tight ends on the field, one in an inline role, one you know disconnected and more of a receiver type thing. Um, but yeah, that's class, You're right. That's classic twelve, Paul. But that's not what this staff is going to be running. So I'm trying to tell you, they don't run classic twelve. There might be two tight ends on the field, but one's going to be an H back or a fullback, like more, more a fullback. I saw a lot more fullback than I've seen in 16 years covering UC uh, in this camp. So it, no, it's it's different. I promise. I promise. Uh,
0: a couple of fun facts about Gavin Grover: uh, plays basketball, excels in basketball also excelled in men's volleyball. Ryan, can you tell me another former Bearcat that excelled in men's volleyball in high school?
3: I believe the son of a great Northwestern volleyball player.
0: Ah, yes. There you go. There you go. The man, the myth, the legend. Not a great Northwestern football
3: player. No. Washed. Oh, Scott to, way too don't much. Don't do Greg like <laughs> that. Don't do Greg like <laughs> that. Greg is too busy here. playing the guitar yeah, I called him. I, we,
2: we talked the other day, and he was like, I'm getting ready to go into band practice.
3: I know. I was like, Greg, uh, what,
2: yeah. what are we
3: doing? His wife yeah. posted on Instagram that they were, they were doing a show on the weekend. It was, I was making, oh, it. hell yeah,
0: okay, yeah. at the local establishment. Come check us out. I, like I think it.
3: they're at the United Center doing a sold out show. <laughs> wow, kind good, of flew for under him. The <laughs> good for him. Wow,
0: congrats. Oh, wow. That is Alec Pierce, if you can't put two and two together. Uh, but, yeah, so very athletic tight end on top of being huge, 6'6", uh, 220. Um, and then, of course, just his his quarterback, uh, Chad, I don't know how, how much the staff is going after him, but uh, Ethan Grunkemeyer holds a Cincinnati offer. He's
2: one of their priority targets at quarterback.
0: There you go. So I um, uh, would imagine I that would be a bit of a I, – I would think it- –
2: we're going into a really important cycle for quarterback. Uh, This, I think, you know, it it opens this week, but I think you'll see UC start going out next week. Um, This is when Pete Thomas will get to really go out and try to zero in on his quarterback. Right. I think you'll see Grunkemeyer be one of those, along with uh, backwards James Jones.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Samash. Samash. There you go.
2: When do we decide Samaj was a name backwards James?
0: I don't think that was uh, up to anyone to decide. The parents decided it. I I don't want to think about the one Samaj I'm thinking of. He, he's, he was, but there's a lot of them. Like it's a, put, a it's a common name now. Samaj. The one the one I'm thinking of, pretty talented basketball player. I don't, don't want, want to talk about don't Think that. about that guy. Um, but yeah, and then of course you're muted, Ryan. You're muted, Ryan. You're muted. Samaje P. Ryan.
3: Hey, baby. There's another. Add, a, add another letter on there. E. James. There's I mean, James. at least
2: they got creative with backwards James.
0: That's why I like that. That's why like <laughs> And then, of course, Curry Anderson. Speed. So real fast. Uh, all right. Little little time. And there's there's more. There's more. Uh, I mean, there's more coming. Follow the staff on Twitter. They'll let you know. Uh, well, it's gonna, look, it's
2: going to be a busy week. I'm just going to tell you that it's going to be a busy week.
1: So,
0: so I know you guys were asking
1: about, you were asking Ryan about, you know, how much time that they were taking off with the three and a half weeks that are taken off after the spring game and all of that. Do you think that that has to do with not so much as giving the guys a break, but so the staff has time to recruit the portal and to recruit kids
2: right now? I think we... it's part of it. I think things are yeah. changing. Like normally I, I, I did talk to somebody about this today. In the old calendar, the way things used to work, staffs would hit the road like today. Like it's it's time to be on the road. Um, I do think there is a window now where they have to kind of figure out exactly who's staying, who's going, who are we prioritizing, who do we need to get to campus for visits, and like structurally figuring out what the next couple of weeks looks like. And maybe um, if you
1: had maybe if you had more, I don't confidence in the way that the roster was structured currently, then maybe you don't take three and a half weeks. But as the roster currently is, I think you have to prioritize hitting the portal and recruiting hard. As opposed, yeah, I to- think
2: what Ryan would tell you is a lot of what would be going on right now is just in the weight room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I my guess would be one they they do want to figure out like. where are we we specifically at before we really bring these guys back here? And two, I do think there is a, a reality to... There has been a lot asked of these guys since Luke Fickle left and Scott Satterfield was hired. Sure. And you had a lot to adjust to. There was a lot. It was very demanding in terms of figuring out what was next, adjusting to a new strength staff. Like... You can do things a little bit different when there's six years of continuity. I think it might just be a situation of like, let's give these guys a mental, a mental break for a couple of weeks because they are young dudes. They're not kids, but they are young dudes and their brains have been through a shit ton of stuff since, you know, the middle of December to now.
3: It's a fair point. Um, I, I like your take on the kind of the staff trying to like root itself in and give themselves time to kind of digest spring, digest where they're at with their players, um go recruit, all that stuff. So I I just think I I don't know, three and a half seems a little long to me. I think But that, and, that correct me if I'm wrong, it. Ryan.
2: Most of these guys will be on campus
3: because it's uh, not yeah, over yet.
2: They'll be in the weight okay. room every day.
3: Yeah, they'll be doing their shit, but it's just like I was just kind of like the principle of it, like slated out that long. Like, you know, guys are going to be doing stuff and, and doing their extra stuff. But I, I just I was just a little shocked to hear something that long. I thought it was a little bit overkill, but, you know, it's up to the players to make of it what they will. And I think we got a good core of guys that will take care of business. I just yeah. don't know much about the coaches, Maybe. though. So we have to Maybe see. A what, what gonna Maybe a test. Maybe a
2: little test. Let's see what these guys are really all about.
3: Yeah, let's see. We'll give
2: them that three and a half week window, and we'll see if they're in here in a week. Yeah, uh,
3: the dude, saw, the dudes will be, the dudes
0: will be there. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say we saw the the defensive line pass that test real quickly in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> sticking around and, and getting their workouts in, but uh, yeah, um, a lot happening. Obviously, in essence, it's it's truly building a roster, building you know a, a culture an establishment, and establishment. Cause this this first year, you know, it, it has a lot to do with, you know, what what you can establish and, and get going as as a staff and, and what you look at, you know, for your team going forward. So, an important uh, next month, I would say. And then, of course, we'll dive more into off-season workouts and everything. Hopefully, get Nico back on the pod and uh, keep it keep it rolling with uh, with football. Um, anything else on the old pick skin? Are we? Uh, ready to dive into bass Bar real fast and then the mailbag No,
1: nope, go ahead all good all right me and you here just hanging out
0: <laughs> i think i think we have chad he's not muted so he's he's around but uh i'm right here quick, quick I, paper dude, supply time stamp real fast
2: uh, I'll, I'll time start i've got it ready quick paper okay. supply your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products quick paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom-printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick at 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases.
0: Boom. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, basketball. Jameel Reynolds, official. Uh, I think it was... Yeah, the uh, Jeremiah Davenport commitment to Arkansas happened since we last talked. Uh, Micah Adams-Woods officially coming back for his final season next year. Um, a new name to track. A, a lot going on the basketball side of things. Uh, Chad, can can we touch on Estrada right now? Are you trying to, to point people to the, uh, to the board? Or kind of what are you hearing as far as, as Aaron Estrada goes?
2: I don't think it's great right now. I mean, he he took a visit to Alabama this weekend. Things seem to be trending in that direction. Um, we'll see if they can they can fight it off. I I think if I had to, if I was wagering if I was using Betfred, uh promo code Bearcat, go there to betfred.com <laughs> or go to the app and uh, sign up and you could use promo code Bearcats. Uh Bearcat singular. I, I, bearcat singular I would i would say alabama um it's i know tiger i know it's frustrating yeah people are frustrated they are they really are um so that that's kind of where i think things are at with him uh no surprise there's still a lot of names that are going to enter the portal between now and may 15th yeah. When the portal for basketball closes, like everybody needs to, I know like, look, Estrada would have been a great fit and they fought like hell for him.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And if that doesn't go in their direction, trust the staff. To, I mean, they, they, they got in, got a visit and and got into the top two or three for a number six player, like the number six player in the portal, according to 24 seven. Right. Like, have some, I don't know. I, the negativity, man, I, I'm having such a hard time with it because I'm, I'm going through a lot and listening to people complain because, uh, they didn't get their way with the transfer portal target. I have very little patience and tolerance for it right now. So I'm probably not a good person to have in this conversation. Uh,
0: just a little perspective. Um, Kalou, Zikbe was the first was the first transfer addition last year. That happened on April 15th. Rob finnessy committed on April 20th and Landers Nolly committed on April 27th of last year. So, you know, it's, there's still a lot of moving pieces. Uh, no roster is complete. Even Arkansas is adding more players when they don't have roster spots. So, you know, things are just still forever changing each day. Um, but just a little perspective uh, there's obviously time. still, as Chad mentioned, there's a long time to even enter your name into the portal. So that this is an ever flowing experiment, if you will. Um, Chad has, has stepped away. So I, I, I want to get the thumbs up before we can discuss the new name has, that has entered the, uh, the mix on the board. Um, Coming out of that, uh, the, the place where I call home. But uh, I guess we'll wait for the thumbs up from him. But Aaron, your your thoughts on on Jamil making it official and and kind of the Aaron Estrada news as well? Um,
1: no, Jamil making it official, I, I think is a good sign. I I know people started to get excited because Musise was mentioned uh, as having a Zoom call with Cincinnati and he was rated as a top 10 center in the transfer portal, whereas Jamil Reynolds was not in at least uh, one of the graphics that I saw on Twitter. Um, Musa Cisse was mentioned, Jameel Reynolds was not. That said, it depends on what you're looking for, right? If you're looking for a rim protector, sure, you'd love to have Musa Cisse. If you're looking for a guy who can actually get you buckets, I think you're probably looking for a guy more like Jameel Reynolds. I think that this team needs guys who can make buckets, and I think that if you're able to get Jameel Reynolds to lose – I don't know, 25 pounds. Uh, then you might be looking at a guy who, by the way, averaged a block a game and did pretty well on the boards. I think Jamil Reynolds can potentially be a rim protector. So I don't know that I'm. the sky is falling because we got one who was not rated in the top 10 and didn't get a guy who was rated in the top 10. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy with him signing, and I think that it was an important signing for this team.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, Chad, can we talk about the Bodog? Is that is that good? Or, or whatever. I mean, it's on the board. Um, <laughs> I I want to talk. Go ahead.
2: Look, I'm a single dad now. Like, there's going to be times that I'm just gonna I'm gonna be muted and my camera's gonna be off, and I I'm trying to take care of a dog, and I got a 12 year old that wants me to take pictures of her new hair color because she got her hair done today. So that she can send them to her aunt. I, I'm, I, I'm. Yeah, you can talk about you can talk about the bulldog.
1: <laughs> Tell her her hair look better in the sunlight. Nighttime lighting's not great for color.
2: Oh, there's my sister. My sister's
1: a sister, hairdresser. It doesn't matter.
2: It doesn't you're matter. you're in a studio. Like the the lighting is here for a reason. It's like it's like mid afternoon in my office right now. <laughs> it's not the same. Hi, um, uh, what you, you, don't brand Chad. you don't understand,
3: You don't understand,
2: Royer. Do you want to move in? I got an extra
3: room. We can be my two dads. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I'm ready for the dad life yet. Yeah, come on, I look that old. No, I do. Look
2: at the. I got. I could put some you need I could put a whole trip to Kroger in the bags under these eyes right now.
3: <laughs> so you're looking for a little offset, get a little youth, a little youth. Yeah, in the house. yeah,
2: something, something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know.
3: know. I don't know if you'll be able to handle the youth, dude. I think you're gonna go crazy. <laughs> too many, too many Miller got- down the down the down the gullet for us. I can Just handle that. The,
2: the, that part's not a problem for me. <laughs> okay, we're, we're
3: saving some of those for. Uh, for the weekend. Never
2: what
0: mind, you got man.
3: on the Bulldog, Brent? <laughs> See, what what is
0: it? Is it Seamus or Simus, we think? Seamus. Seamus? Okay. I made that up. I don't know. I, I mean it works. Uh Seamus, 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 Lacocious Butler Bulldog, um known Xavier killer. He uh had a couple big games against that that dirty team from Norwood. But um, He's a he's a guy. He is a dude. Uh, can score, can distribute. He's he's got got some good game to him. Chad mentioned on the board, kind of reminds you a little bit of uh, Jaime Jaquez out there in, uh at UCLA. I I agree. When when attacking the basket downhill, he's, he's got a lot of crafty moves that look like a Jaime Jaquez. I I think more of a three point shooter than. Than Jaime was and less of a rebounder that Jaime was. So that's that's the trade-off there. But yeah, an exciting player. Um he's you know, talks are that the staff's involved there and is he good is, enough
1: to make Xavier players want to break a water fountain at UC though?
0: Um yeah, you yeah, know, maybe I'd say. I'd say possibly, you know, if uh, if you if, if you frustrate them enough and he buries another like Third or fourth uh, three, then yeah, sure. I'd say so. What do you think? Okay.
1: I mean, isn't that isn't that what what happened
0: with Butler and Xavier, right? I, I'm not privy to the to the story.
2: It was like a decade ago. Yeah, they Xavier got mad. They lost to Butler. They broke their water fountain.
0: Oh, uh, at, at Hinkle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of remember the story now. But yeah, I mean his. This tape is fun to watch. Uh, coach's son, so has a lot of, a lot of basketball IQ to him. Uh, definitely looks, looks the part out there. Um, we'll be I on. think uh, the thing
2: I think to be excited about is just kind of the versatility. He can play the three or the four um, mm-hmm. as an actual combo forward. There are a lot of guys that that it's said that they can do both of those things, right. but he can defend both positions. He can play both positions uh, on offense. Yeah. So it would give you some versatility. Um,
1: Is that a knock on anybody who may or may not be with the team in, at this point? No. Okay. That's <laughs> not
2: – Jeremiah Davenport could never play the three. That's why he never played the three. Okay. That's not – I mean, look, but there were fans that were like, why don't? Why didn't you see play Gary Clark at the three? Because you're giving away the advantage of why Gary Clark was good was because fours couldn't guard him. If you put him at the three – Guys with quickness and length had a better chance of guarding Gary Clark than than they did if he played the four. Right. This is a guy that can actually handle the ball, pass, shoot, play as a screener, play off of screens. Um, I, I think this is a this is an important one. They, they you know he's at from my understanding he's at BYU now uh, or he's going there tonight. They might start the visit in the morning. That's kind of been the new thing on visits. Right. Is they fly guys in the night before uh, the visit starts in the morning, uh, and then they're there for you know the next two days. Um, so I mean, we'll see. Uh, he's supposed to supposed to get to Cincinnati Thursday night, which tells me his visit would probably start Friday.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe they take, maybe they do dinner Thursday night. I don't know because it's also a uh, open evaluation weekend. It's an AAU weekend as well. Um, so I don't know the specifics of that yet. I'm working on that, but I know he's supposed to get here Thursday at some point in time. Um, so stay tuned for details on that. Uh, I, I think this is one that I'm not going to say it's more important than Estrada was, but I think it's just as important because it gives you that bigger wing that can hit shots that can pass, that can, can do a little bit of everything and be a big 12 level starter. He was a big East level starter and had a lot of success as a big East level starter. That's an important guy for this program to be able to add in this transfer portal window. Uh, they they believe uh, Reynolds at 260 pounds, 255 pounds is a big 12 level starter. If you add, now you add this, now you've added two between the three, four, five positions you've added two guys that you feel are starters at the big 12 level then you would still need to go out and get a a score a guard Mm -hmm. you know a a guy that can can put the ball on the deck and create space and make shots but if you get two of those three already in the fold you you feel pretty good about having a whole summer to find that third guy yeah
0: i mean lukosis tape is fun to watch it's a very european um, it's it's you know he's he's not gonna jump out of the gym and why you with with that type of athleticism, but he's but he got like, he's got that basketball athleticism, yeah, where he's in the right spots, you know, and and kind of just it's watch his tape, it's fun. Um,
2: you know, it's interesting because I I think I think they passed on Rink Mask, yeah, because he was kind of a four or five combination of that, right? I right. think they were looking for more of a three four, yeah, combination of that. Like right.
0: the the guy with the skill.
2: Yep. Yeah, and it, and some it, toughness.
0: He had a huge huge step from his from freshman to sophomore year at Butler too. So, so also could be in line for another big jump. Another big jump. Yeah, exactly. As a junior. So. Yeah.
1: By by the way, the Big East did win the national championship this year, so I don't know that you can say Big East versus Big Twelve ready is is much of a difference at this point.
2: Well, that I, I, UConn was big 12 ready i don't know that there were many other teams in the big east that were so i I'd, I'd add that caveat there weren't a lot of Adam's Adamas Sonogos in the big big east other than xavier,
1: xavier
0: xavier did all right this year okay good for them. go hop on their podcast and talk about it i'm, j- I'm, I'm just joking. saying man i'm just I'm choking. You, you want me to call Rick and
2: Paul Fritschner for you? We can we can get you in on their network.
1: Good on that. <laughs> <Sayonara>. <laughs> My no. only point is Big East versus Big Twelve. I wasn't even trying to bring them up, but you well oh, UConn was different. Well, there were two teams in Talk about
0: Creighton. that? Uh, there you go. Um, but yeah, it's uh It'll be fun to see how that visit goes. Um, obviously, a guy that would would add a, a fun wrinkle to uh, to the team and uh, definitely play at a high level as well. So, um, yeah, anything more basketball-wise, obviously it changes every single day. So uh, continue to track, continue to watch. Um, but if no one else has anything, we can timestamp and, and BBP mailbag it up.
2: Quick Paper Supply provides mostly disposable restaurant supplies, so products like to go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to go bags, can liners, napkins, etc. They've been open since 2009 and are one of the largest minority owned companies in the city. Call Nick 513 470 2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. There you go. About a
1: bit. I don't know what, I don't know what time our last time stamp was. We'll call it, we'll call it 15. There you go.
0: filibuster <sighs> for me, Brent. What's that? Filibuster for me. All righty, air. Pilib- hey, 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 Ryan. Mondays they're tough, aren't they? How was your Monday at work today? Not too bad.
3: It was good. I got in there around <clears throat> seven thirty, so I got up a little earlier, and day went by pretty quick. Um, not got some not so easy tasks to take care of, um, yeah. so I'm not looking forward to that. But you know, I don't know. I Monday is kind of like a hectic day for me because I go to work, get home, try, try to work out, and then by the time I shower and eat dinner, like I'm right into this. So, like, my yeah. day is basically non stop. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yep. I'm but you guys be. are a good break, a good break <laughs> from the madness. It's a good
0: thing. I, it, you know, it's it's, it's funny because it's uh have you gotten to the point where you get the
3: Sunday scaries, you know, where it's, uh, oh uh, yeah. And then you mix that with some, with some weekend activities. Uh, boozing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's like the double Sunday scary. So, I mean, it's just getting in back in the routine. The weekends always feel so damn short, but so, so a little, a
0: little tip for you. If whenever I get the Sunday scaries, I, I just turn off everything and turn on, the great British baking show on Netflix. And oh. it just like, it just really brings me down. It gets me feel it all happy. And uh,
3: I tell <laughs> my you love my girlfriend loves that show. Oh, it's amazing. It oh, is, she watches it, it all the time. Amazing. That's like her, that's her shit right there.
0: There we go. Oh, the BBP mailbag Aaron. All right.
3: Goodness.
1: Thanks guys. So, so hold on.
2: I, ha- I have to, I have to run something by you guys. Yeah. <laughs> We have a potential sponsor for the mailbag. Oh, that's that potential a quick sponsor. Paper- oh. Quick paper supply doesn't sponsor the mailbag. You're, right. The You're right.
1: Can't wait for another thing. I have to type out. Go on.
2: The potential sponsor is my sister. Oh, she runs. She's a, a she's in real estate. She's a very successful real estate agent. She mostly works in Northern Kentucky, but can can get you taken care of in Ohio as well. Mm -hmm. And she was she was. uh, We were talking on the way to the volleyball tournament on Saturday about how we could run this uh, if she was going to do the mailbag and her name's Adrian, and I told her, I think the best idea is to have our members submit a bunch of questions to my sister about me oh. and at the beginning of the mailbag we will run one question every week of my sister answering questions about what it was like being my sister for 40 40 years.
1: Do, what do we call that segment? Yo Adrian. <laughs> uh
2: I was thinking ask Adrian but yo Adrian might i don't know if she'll go for that as much as we will i'll kind of like it but uh i think what i would do is i would put on the banks like ask adrian and you guys would all provide questions that you would like my sister to answer and then we would have her cut the video of answering all these questions uh maybe with me present maybe we like just record a a thing Mm a a video that we don't use. So you get my reaction to Adrian answering questions about me to promote her real estate business.
0: The yo Adrian,
2: the yo Adrian segment.
0: Good job, Aaron. Let me,
2: let me know what you guys think.
1: Okay. (laughs) All right. Football portion of the mailbag. Which player is your best candidate for Bruce Feldman's freaks list coming out this summer?
2: It's got to be Deshaun, right, I would think. Or maybe Briggs.
0: Because he do some freaky stuff? Yeah, Briggs or Date. Corleone. Date. Yeah, Probably. mine's, mine's got to be Briggs. Yeah.
2: Like, he just can stuff. bench press 225, like, 100 times, right? Like- yeah. <laughs>
3: it's like, for the freaks list, you got to, like, be able to do, like, amazing feats of athleticism. Not that, like, we don't have guys that are athletic. It's just, I don't know if we have, like – Deshaun isn't doing anything insane. I think Corleone getting one pull-up this uh, (laughs) offseason is insane. Yeah. it's probably not going to get you
2: on the freaks list. I mean, agree and disagree. uh,
3: That's such a funny thing that they put on the freaks (laughs) list. One (laughs) (laughs) pull-up. That would spark some debate, though. That would be smart. You'll have a bunch of, I can do one pull-up. Do it. (laughs) Get
0: out there. But no, the I Nico said both of them were pushing some serious weight. So I imagine you can you can set it out there, say, look at this six foot two bowling ball and see how much weight he can push. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and and then Bruce is like, Yeah, that's a freak right there. That's a freak.
1: So. All right. Uh since there is now, so much year to year roster churn. Do you think there may be a move to have secret football scrimmages against other schools like basketball now does? So teams are better prepared to start the season.
2: I don't see it. I, I don't think that it's something. Injury. Yeah, I don't think that it's something they're willing to really actually do. I I think actually, like my opinion, what would work best is to do the practices that you see nfl teams do
0: joint practice where
2: like like a joint practice you have two practices uh you go back to back on like a wednesday and a thursday or a a friday and a saturday or whatever and you have a team come to your facility or you go to their facility or whatever the case may be and you squeeze in uh, a couple practices now the problem with that being you're gonna have to somebody's gonna have to pay for the other team to come to you
0: live yeah and stay
2: for two nights or you know whatever the case may be um it would probably be very regional uh it would probably be coaches that know each other well
4: Mm -hmm.
2: you know um I could see something like that working, but I just don't know that they'd ever actually pull the trigger on allowing it. Yeah. I think think it would work better in the spring. We've seen people talk about it in the fall for camp. Yeah. I think teams are so regimented for camp that that would be really difficult. I think in the spring, like the middle of spring, like, you know, two weeks ago, you have a Friday, Saturday joint practice.
1: Especially um, if you do it with a team that you're zeroing in on one of their guys and can maybe have an after-hours conversation and sneak Right, into I think the that's portal. another reason <laughs> why teams aren't going to want
4: to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it was, what, Dilfer at UAB that was talking about how it would be be fun to do this. But, I mean, think about it. If you've got, like, a, like a P5 program, you know, scrimmage is UAB, and then word gets out that UAB won by, like, two touchdowns or something. Then all of a sudden the the fan base is freaking out for the next you know three months and just the snowball effect of all that is just Trent probably, Dilfer's a dude man probably stuff they don't they don't want to see.
2: Here's the one thing though that I, I know everybody players always talk about Ryan. You can attest to this. Like you just get tired beating up on your own guys. Yeah, and I'm sure it would be nice for a practice or two to beat up on somebody else's guys.
3: Yeah, I li- I think it'd be a fun idea. I think it'd be cool. I think especially with those bigger programs, you go do like, like Power Five teams. Like, I mean, shit, everyone. That's just easy money. You could film it on the net, on the uh, conference network uh, of both teams. Like that. I think it's a great idea. I think they got plenty of money. They might even make. They might even, you know, not lose as much as you think because they're going to be netting some money from. The advertisement make uh, make it one of those yeah. fundraiser things this, that, this yeah. that, this that, is, that this is this is how you good. get Miami off the schedule, right? You do what eh? you, you scrimmage them, you, scrimmage, eh? you, you practice them. <laughs> you got it. You got to keep playing the Red Hawks, man.
0: Keep keep the streak going. You don't yeah. want to. You don't want to randomly be like, yeah. So we sat half our starters in the scrimmage against Miami. I mean, like you mean, like, uh, you uh, you uh, mean they're, like they're Miami does to Cincinnati. And, and they're saying they won by, like, one on a last second field. goal. Well, it didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we all
1: know wide receiver needs depth. Are we okay with the starters, or will the portal need to address that in addition to just adding depth players? I think we've covered that question in depth already yeah. throughout this podcast. Uh, right. The staff landed Wheelock... And Grover, which was a great start to securing the state of Cincinnati. What other top 50 2024 Ohio football prospects is Cincinnati recruiting right now? Who of the group do you feel has a high probability of joining Cincy's 2024 class?
2: We've talked about Gavin Grover's quarterback. Um, uh, Stay tuned to the board. We'll we'll keep you updated as things evolve. And, and I'm not going to get too in-depth into high school recruiting coverage on these podcasts because there has to be something that people pay for on the site. So uh, I, I know you guys want to get everything for free, but some of that stuff will keep on the board.
0: <laughs> that's Especially why board. I, That's why I was asking about Seamus Seamus Seamus.
2: Yeah, uh, that one's enough out there right now that we can talk about
0: it a little bit. That's what I figured, yeah. Yeah.
1: Is Jaheem Thomas the perfect example of how the new world of portal transactions create perceptions that get into the head of a player, in this case, a four-star that played a lot of snaps and possibly lead to a transfer that was not wanted by the player or the team? What goes through a 20-year-old mind when... Dorian Jones and Dan Greshik show up right when it's your time to shine. Is he thinking how many more portal linebackers will show up? And what does that mean to me? Does it create a major mental challenge for players already in the program?
3: I'm I'll start sure with this yeah. I... It does. Uh you know you every everything's a competition and you're you're competing against your guys, you're feeling comfortable like, "Oh, I got my snaps. I did I made plays last year." And then all of a sudden you see two guys come in who made just the same amount of plays last year, just not with your team. And you're thinking, well, what is what are the coaches thinking here? I thought I was one of the guys. And there's two paths guys choose. You know, some guys hunker down and they want to stay and win the job out. And some guys um, choose to leave and they try to make a decision what's best for them and their, their career. Um, especially nowadays, I think the, the rules have given guys um, – way more opportunities to kind of put like their futures first, which is, which is good. I think I, as long as you have a good, a good mindset towards it, I think it could be used for, for good things. uh to, So guys can prolong their careers and make some money. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, it also can create like a shit storm. And you've seen like, like we talk about all the time with basketball, what it's doing to the high school recruiting. It's just a, a nightmare almost. And you're going to see similar things happen like that with football, but, it, it definitely – like, back to my point, you see guys come in. This portal, it's crazy nowadays. So, you're just going to have guys shifting all over the place. And it makes it a lot easier for guys just say, you know what. I don't want to risk it. Um, and it's more power to them, you know. But it's all just about what you – Everybody's going to make their own decision. Yeah.
2: That's, a, that's just – you know, like, that's part of this that you have to understand now that – we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Like, n- now – College sports is transactional. It it was never like it was like you know everybody looked for signing day and um, you know like the first day of of camp to see like what a a depth chart looked like. College sports was so
1: hard to write it too deep,
2: (laughs) right? Because every time a new group came onto the field, it looked completely different than the time before. So.
1: Four running backs in the first two drives.
2: Right. So it, it's difficult, but each player's got to make their own decision. Here
1: to, to quote my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies, uh, sometimes you got to ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? Uh, Do you guys really think this offensive line will perform better this year? I still have my doubts. Hopefully Coach Sat can get a stud left tackle.
2: From what I've seen, I think they are going to be really good in the run game. Um, I I can't say exactly what pass protection will look like because we've seen them struggle with with some pass protection stuff. I mean, there was a sack fumble on the first play of the spring game. Um, I also, you have to equate for the fact that they blitz or they bring pressure this defense from everywhere so that's going to cause some issues for an offensive line uh would i like to see them go add a starter quality tackle to this roster going into the spring or going into to the summer yeah i think that would be a uh an important portal addition but guess what most everybody whether it's uh adding a starting left or right tackle or adding a swing tackle to their program There are very few programs that are three deep at tackle and everybody's looking for one. So it's going to be tough.
1: So quite the opposite of last year where the offensive line could pass protect, but not run.
2: I just think with the schemes and the way that they run the, the way that this offense asks you to run the ball, it's a little bit easier for offensive linemen to play in that scheme uh, than it is just lining up and consistently beating eight in the box nine in the box like that's really hard.
1: Well how do you think that changes with the with Luke Condra coming back if and when he comes back but he's a guard. I, I just didn't know if that changed the where where guys are lined up or no I, the, I don't think
2: it changes anything at tackle I think they need they, they could kay. they could add they could add a tackle. And feel pretty good about things. Just didn't know if anybody. To
1: just did know if anybody was kicking out at that point.
2: I don't think so. I don't think there's. I don't think they have any guards that I could see sliding out to tackle, like as things currently stand.
1: They're not hiding a Lorenz Metz at guard that can no. <laughs> go bulldoze a tackle. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. I have never heard this specifically. Will the Big Twelve? 14 temporarily be organized into divisions or is it the same as before best two teams play for the crown
2: i have not heard that they're going to divisions i would expect that they i mean i would think if if they were going to division the, the schedules are announced right
1: i think i think everyone's going away from divisions across right. the country
2: yeah like look if they were divisions we would know the the, the schedule's out you would know these are the games against the, the East, these are the games against the West, or the North, or the South, or however it was I don't it even, was done.
1: I don't even think they're doing the pod idea that people had talked about where you have like four different pods. Well, that would be if you
2: had 16 teams. 14, it makes it weird to do. Like four doesn't divide into your math guy. Four doesn't divide into 14.
1: 12. There's fourteen right when, now. Well, when they go to 12. I'm they, had to make,
2: they barely made decisions for this year.
1: Well, and we'll see what happens with.
2: <laughs> and three 14, three 14 pods, that makes things even more complicated.
1: We'll, we'll if you did
2: 16 what... with four 14 pods, then then it's a little bit more. Look, it's, it's
1: all going to depend on what conference realignment Dan Simon has to say. If you end up with 16 teams because you add by subtraction and all of that, things would get weird. Right. Excuse me if this has been discussed already. Also, my only bias is to start the best player to help us win. I know that Coach Satterfield has historically gone with dual-threat quarterbacks. Uh, However, with a pretty good running back room, what should be a decent O-line and a decimated receiver room? Wouldn't it make sense to start the quarterback with the best arm? Thanks for your thoughts.
3: Um... I mean, you could you could look at it two ways. Play the guy you know. that makes
2: that makes you think that you think is going to give you the best chance to win.
3: Yeah, and you know you could say, oh, battle line. Um, you might want to expand the run game with the quarterback option. You might want to expand the scramble game in, in lieu of battle line with the mobile quarterback. Um, but with bad receivers, you know how if he doesn't have you know that good of an arm, is he gonna be able to throw guys open? Is he gonna be able to hit the right spots all the time? There's not to be as much space. So it's a constant, like, back-and-forth battle. So I think it just goes back to who do you have the most faith in that can run the offense, make decisions, and execute, um, and maybe not look too hard into can he scramble or can he throw the 15-yard out on the back shoulder with the perfect timing. So it's kind of a bullshit answer on my end. But (laughs) –
1: you're learning coach speak. I like it. <laughs>
3: every, I'm a politician, bro. I'm playing every side of the coin, and the fucking. Brent, edges anything? of them, too. Uh, I what mean, you I, got here, Brent.
0: It just depends on on what the uh, what the staff really thinks would lead to the mo- most wins. Because I, you know, I, you did see last year when when Evan did play, his threat of running the football opened up more lanes for the running backs. But you also have been hearing that when Ben has been tucking and running so far this spring, he's kind of shown a little bit of a athleticism that uh, – yeah, a, a yeah. Hey, I listen to every single pod. It, if it wasn't you saying it, someone else said it. So, um, I thought but, it was Justin. Uh, yeah, it might have been Justin. Who knows? But sh- showing, showing that he's not just a statue, I guess, is what you can say. Um
2: So I I don't know that I look, Ben is a pretty stationary quarterback.
0: Oh, I agree. But I, I'm just saying, that (laughs) someone said it, I'm just reiterating it here. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, having the threat of a dual threat quarterback,
2: I don't even think Royer who's one of his best friends would say, Ben getting out of the pocket is a good idea.
3: I am just saying that he could be a threat to like cut it up the middle for like six he, yards. He he has a little more sneaky athleticism than people give him credit for, but I wouldn't even know him about it. I haven't seen him run in a minute. But I'm
0: saying six yards. He wasn't fully healthy Get, in spring. Stick through. the foot. I'll give you now. four.
3: I'll give you four.
0: Yeah. i give you hey, four. Hey, he had like a thirty yard touchdown run in his sophomore year.
2: But that was uh, a long time ago. <laughs> it's like five All years. Right. It's like two thousand. That That's before COVID.
1: <laughs> what a time! What a time! And the <coughs> the last question in the football mailbag comes from JSAG Cincy. How do we know? So we know. No clue what this is in reference to. It's if you know, you know,
0: is what it's in. So to.
2: essentially, the new staff, the new mm-hmm. recruiting staff.
1: Well, well done,
2: Brent. Does does something kind of, they do something a lot different than the old staff. The old staff, if something happened, they didn't show their hand until it was like 30 minutes before an announcement was made. The new staff likes to get out in front of it, and when they're pretty confident something is going down, then they tweet it, and then they figure out all the details after. It's just, it's just, uh handling things in a different way between different staffs. It's one of those things you have to go through when you're dealing with the coaching change and a staff change. Everybody's going to do things different. This staff likes to shoot out a little, a little firework. Like, you know, like on 4th of July, the people that shoot off fireworks at like two o'clock.
1: In the morning? And you're
2: like, no, in the, in the afternoon, like before, mm-hmm. way before the fireworks show. And you're like, you hear it. But you can't see it because it's two o'clock in the afternoon. This staff likes to shoot off those two o'clock in the afternoon fireworks, or the old staff like to shoot off like that, you know, nine o'clock, the show's about to start firework. The and it's just changing your perception.
1: That's the football portion of the mailbag. The basketball portion of the mailbag starts off with what would be more likely Jamil Reynolds averaging 15 points per game for Cincy or Jeremiah Davenport averaging 15 points per game for Arkansas.
2: I don't think either are going to happen, but Reynolds, Reynolds is coming into a situation where hit, they are going to be asking him to be a prolific scorer here at Cincinnati. Also, they are replacing think- a lot of points.
1: Jamil has a, a much higher chance to start, I would think.
2: Well, Arkansas, like Jeremiah is going to be a piece at Arkansas. And the way that they play, he's going to be an important piece. I just don't know that he's going to ever be hot enough to score 15 a game. Because when you score 15 a game, you're going to have to have some 20s, some 23s, some 24s in there. So I, I don't think either are going to score 15 points a game. I'd be more likely would be Reynolds.
1: I'll be I'll be surprised if Reynolds isn't averaging 10 ish.
2: I would guess 12 and a half, 13 would yeah. be my my rough estimation right now for his output.
0: Yeah.
1: Any anything else to add there, Brent?
0: Uh, no, Chad gave the correct answer to the question. All right, just making sure. Didn't Nailed happen. it.
1: Uh, with Jamil Reynolds officially signing today, where do you think things stand with Musa
2: Cissé? Uh, I don't think Musa Cissé will be a Bearcat.
0: C-say you later.
2: C-say... Your, yeah. <laughs> your way out. C-say your way out.
1: c you done. Not considering possible portal additions, what does Josh Reed need to improve on this summer to get more run next year?
2: Uh, be a little bit more consistent as a shooter, because I think that is always right now, like, especially with his, his profile, that's always the better way onto the floor. So if the season opens up and Josh, you know, is hitting 42% from three, that's yeah. going to give him a lot more opportunity to increase his role. Um, the
1: kid off the floor is shooting 42%.
2: <laughs> and rebound. And I think that's the other thing is like if he can continue to show he can rebound from that combo forward spot, shoot, rebound, be reliable on defense. You don't have to be great on defense. If you do those three things, laugh, cry, (laughs) a little Jimmy V action there for you. If you do do those three things, those three things, you're going to be on the floor a lot. Because if you're reliable in those three areas, you're steady on defense, you rebound the basketball, you shoot the basketball, it, coaches are going to have a hard time keeping you uh, on the bench.
1: Brent, I have another thought. I'm curious if you have the same thought I have. But tell me what your thoughts are on Josh Reed.
0: Oh, you, oh um, I mean, yeah, I agree. His, his shot was, was on early in the year. And then it, it really was, was off at the end of the year. Um, he was missing bad. Yeah. He was missing bad. pretty bad. I've um, seen a lot of people kind of put it, put a comparison of, of uh, Jermaine Sanders for him. Um, I I mean, if, if, if he can provide help on the, on the glass rebounding and kind of fit that, that role of knocking down open threes to, to space the court as well. Cause I mean, look at the bigs on the roster, that's a lot of clogging the paint unless, you know, Vic kind of does take that next step and learns to step out and hit mid range. And even out, out to the three point line, like Wes has mentioned numerous times, um, going to be a pretty clogged lane. So it, when Reed is on the court, you can't have, you've got to make sure that he has the defenders at least respecting the shot. So I agree with Chad again. Um, I think getting that consistent jumper down is, uh, the the biggest thing that he needs to improve this summer.
1: I think that he needs to improve his confidence. Um, So I'd like to see him involved in the summer league of some sort. Um, And I also think that I'd like to see him just hit the weight room with the monster factory super hard Um, and come, come back either having put some weight on or just come back chiseled.
0: Yeah. Would be all good things. There's no doubt. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, it, he showed some athleticism with some blocks and some rebounds. It, mm-hmm. it, his offense doesn't really show too much athleticism, but, I I mean, I I think if he's knocking down that shot, it'll just open up things so much more on the offensive side. I think he's got pretty good defense. He's got good instincts, good help side defense. Um, just, you know, got I minutes mean, got to be effective out there, and spacing will be something to watch out for, too.
1: Uh, what's the cutoff date for players entering the portal, or is there one?
2: I think for football, it's the end of the month. Are we still in football? It's basketball. This is basketball. Basketball. Um, I think it's May 15th. I think it's like a 45-day window for basketball. I, I need to double-check that. It's either the end of the month or the middle of that. I'm not sure which. So My, my brain doesn't work.
1: Wait Wait to see. Pat Kim dunk.
2: It's one of those two. I'll put it on the board.
1: I'm sorry. All right. All good. That is the basketball portion of the mailbag, and wrapping it up with the Banks portion of the mailbag. Good evening, gents. Favorite Chinese dish?
2: General's chicken. General So's? Yeah, General. Well, a lot of places just call it General. Maybe they're like Gen but general General So's chicken. Uh appetizer is uh crab rangoon.
3: Those are solid.
2: That's my two. <laughs> Brent? Kelly, I'll answer for Kelly, and it's not Chinese, but Kelly was uh, chicken
3: pad thai okay. and egg drop soup. Oh, um, I love that was the family orders as well, and I love like I love little egg rolls. Man, give me some egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> give me some. What else? The, the what do you dumplings? dip? The, are you?
2: Do you dip egg rolls? Are you uh, duck like, sauce? Uh, Kelly and Kelsey like the spicy mustard for the egg rolls.
3: Nah, I never tried that. That sounds good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chad, May 11th is what I'm reading for, because it's a new 60-day window, which okay. I guess is right there with what you were saying still, but May 11th yeah. is what I'm reading. Um, I'd go, uh, I like a good you know, fried rice, whether it's shrimp, chicken, uh, but it's got to be good. There's this Thai place that has really, I, I know it's not Chinese, but I mean, it's, I, I don't know, but it's really it's good fried Asian. rice. It's Asian. Yeah. It's really good fried rice.
2: Um, do you ever have the pineapple fried rice? The, the pork they have that fried too. Rice? That's really good.
0: I tried the crab fried rice. Don't, don't and
2: get that. Don't do that. Don't get don't that. That. Don't do that. That's do you not got, a, got any
0: good that.
3: Chinese places around, uh, oh, yeah, on my side of
2: town? Uh, your side of town, I don't know, but, but I have the best Chinese place in in greater Cincinnati and it's Amar, Kung Fu Chu Amerasia in Covington. Where is it? Covington, oh, right so in the heart right of Biden. Like downtown. Yeah. That's the spot. Amerasia.
1: Amerasia, All right. I like, uh, Mushu pork. I think that's actually really good. Um, and if it's not that, because some places don't actually have that, uh, then I'm going actually general So's as well. Um, and I get two appetizers because I'm a fat kid when it comes to Chinese <laughs> and egg rolls and dumplings. Give me some. It doesn't matter, steamed Steam or, or oh, dude, steamed or pan fried. I prefer steamed, but if you got a pan fried, I'm not going to say no.
0: Give me I'll I'll hammer some steamed dumplings. Oh yeah, oh yeah. we have some last night. Ran-
2: You're not crab
3: rangoon guys. Oh, I'm, I, I I love crab yeah. rangoon too. I hammer I'll, crab eat, rangoon. I'll eat
1: crab rangoon. I'm not ordering crab rangoon. I'm ordering oh, dumplings. If I'm I order crab I'm rangoon, you'll roll, have one rolls. of mine. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm not like ordering an order of crab rangoon. I'm ordering. Last night I ordered General Sows, two egg rolls, and dumplings. Because again, are you guys? You, uh, you, eat, you eat all that, man? You, you no, hell here? no. I I had so much General so's left, but I did get through half an order of dumplings and my two egg rolls there is a
2: place right by my there's a place right by my house that can be there in like four minutes has maybe one of the best uh chinese restaurant names in history walk and roll oh yeah And look look this place no lie this place is like it takes me i could listen to one song on the radio and be there i will order it as i'm pulling out of my driveway and as I'm pulling into the place, they are putting it in the bag and putting it on the counter for me.
3: But is it good? It is, yeah, it's good. And it's, Is the it's, convenience weigh a lot into that, though? No, it's actually like I would get it yeah. if I had to
2: call 10 minutes ahead. It's just that I know with that place, if I call as I'm pulling out of my driveway, they will have it when I pull in and walk they into the restaurant. They'll be putting they it don't in mess the back. do around
3: over there, man. No,
2: it's that place, and, and they're Business. busy. They're busy. But whatever they do in the back of that place, they got shit ready to go, and it's good. <laughs> it's not, go. not Amerasia good, but it's really good. All right. All right, All right here sp- we go.
1: Sprinkles or no sprinkles on your ice cream? I'm a no I'm not a sprinkles guy. guy.
2: Yeah, no, I'm yeah no me either. Now I'll pass.
1: Uh, Pick your poison, 12-hour layover in Newark or swimming for 15 minutes
3: in the Licking River.
2: Uh, 12 hours in Newark.
3: Newark, New Jersey? Yes. (laughs) I don't even know what the Licking River is.
2: So you know that river, right, that comes off of the Ohio River, right? like Right in northern Kentucky?
3: Yeah, right yeah, by way of Covington. On your way to yeah. Covington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between
2: yeah. Covington and Newport is the Licking River. Yeah.
3: Oh my Christ! Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna hang out in the Newark
2: Airport for like you well, can make that 36 hours, and I would still pick the Newark Airport. At
1: the end of the day, you're probably either coming from somewhere cool or going somewhere right. cool. Right. If you're in Newark, right. there's nothing good that comes of being in the, the Licking, Licking River group. other other than you probably need to be tested for tetanus afterwards. So,
2: so do you guys remember? God, it was probably 15 years ago. Some dude lost a bet at the Reds game. The Reds were losing to the Brewers. They came back and they won late. And this dude backstroked the Ohio River from the Reds stadium to Northern Kentucky. And he got arrested like the cops were waiting for him (laughs) on the other side. Why? He lost a bet. He was like, if the Reds come back and win this game, you can't do that, man. You can't just... You can't just backstroke the Ohio River at like eleven o'clock at night on a Tuesday.
1: <laughs> Sir, is there a curfew for the Ohio River?
2: Uh I don't think you can just swim the Ohio like, I don't think you can just swim the Ohio River.
1: They don't River have signs swim. up that say like you can't go swimming in the Ohio River. I mean, enter at your own risk, sure. But
2: anyhow, that was my time? that was my buddy Eddie. And they showed like on the video like, like that night, they showed him getting out of the water. We were all like, Yep, that we called him crazy Eddie. What a legend. And he he literally like he was there with his buddies and he was like, if the Reds win this game, I'm swimming back to Kentucky.
1: Does he and do a he radio did. show with Tracy?
2: No, that's a different that's, <laughs> that's a different,
1: different crazy Eddie. <laughs> that's
2: a different Eddie. Similar, but different.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, thanks. At least in the 12-hour layover, you can find a bar and get some I think they're
2: like somebody said, I think
0: you can gamble in the Newark airport. Well then, yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. With a a
1: twelve-hour layover, you could go take in a Knicks game, right? Like, I mean, that's that's a long layover,
2: and Newark's right there. Like, yeah, right. You can do a lot. Newark sucks, Newark, but I mean, there's plenty to do in twelve hours. Yeah, you can go get like you can go get pizza like in in Brooklyn.
1: (laughs) Go see the Statue of Liberty for
2: (laughs) right.
3: What if you can't leave though? Go to scores. What's there you that? go. Oh, strip club. Moving on. Yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> in Look. the airport. No,
1: in there's... the airport. <laughs> now we've got an idea, Ryan. I Look, there's me. a lot. Of, like,
2: never mind. I'm just gonna let's answer. Let's All let's right. Answer. This, is, like, this is a great question
1: uh, here, Fat Boy. So th- thanks, for, thanks, Skins, as always. Uh, you are in your car tooling down the road when one of your favorite songs comes on. You turn the volume up and really get into it. If you are not careful. Uh, you look down and see that you're magically doing 90 miles an hour, thus, you are listening to a 90 miles per hour song. Best 90 miles per hour song, so many for me, including Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Yours, Go Bearcats,
2: Killing in the Name, Rage Against the Machine. Ooh.
3: You like that one, or do you like uh Bulls on Parade I, more?
2: Uh, look, when we get to the fuck you, I won't do what they tell me part, yeah, like I'm going. That's Fuck, so I, I'm going, 90. I might be going 95 at that point mm-hmm. that was that. So I'm so old that that came out when I was in high school and uh, I I'm would sure time up. Out. I would time up that song to when I would race. So I would be listening to that in it's like when you know when you like they it's your your turn to race and you're in the starting blocks and you're practicing and you're getting ready to run the race. And all I have in my headphones is
1: fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. And don't you die? Justify.
2: Yeah. Right. So yeah, killing in the name. 95 miles an hour down the expressway. That's easy number one for me. Um, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you number two in a minute.
1: I've got a backwards red hat on, so this seems fitting.
2: Red dirt, uh, Break stuff
3: <laughs>
1: by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Mine's gotta be
3: balls on parade. uh, That's with rage. Wait, Aura, wait, wait, wait. The fucking what is it called? The song they would play every time the the threes went out and practice. Oh, I gotta think of the name. It's like uh, just like a death metal that like (laughs) I forget it. Hold on.
2: i i I do have a number two uh and this is one like you got to be pretty hardcore 90s to know where i'm going here uh but primus here come the bastards that one that was the song before killing in the name was primus here come the bastards so those those are my two, and they always will be, because when they just take me back to fast. Yeah.
0: Jeffrey Randman agrees. Um, I've got a uh, a story actually happened to me. Uh, I, <laughs> so we were we were driving up to Minnesota, and uh, I'm not afraid to admit it. It was it was some some Taylor Swift playing in the car. Uh, Loves. I don't know Thank what happened. I don't know what go? happened. <laughs> Where'd he go? Huh?
1: I don't know what happened. Where did he, huh? he, he lost his connection?
2: I mean, it's a shame.
0: No shame. No shame. No shame. I was going, and, and I got pulled over in Wisconsin going ninety, and I got a, I got a speeding ticket. So, what That's song? True story. It was love story. It was me and me and two other dudes. We were just, you know, being dudes <laughs> and, and just uh, singing our little hearts out at about one a.m. Trying to make it to Minnesota <laughs> straight through the night. So it was, uh, yeah. Huh. And okay, I'll
2: give I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you one in that in that regard, like an unexpected one. Yeah. Um. What's the Alanis Morissette set tune where she's fucking like really like I know she's really mad in all of them. Uh, but she's talking about Dave, Dave Pouillet, the guy from Full House. Uh I remind you. Is that it? Is that the thing? You name remind of me. You remind me, yeah. Yeah. Where she's like, you know, that was she perverted like me when she went down, when I went down on you in a yeah, theater. Yeah. Yeah, like that song can get you driving pretty fast. That's a, that's an aggressive song. And I will say, I will say, maybe the most surprising concert I've ever been to was Alana Smorsett. She was awesome. Like when she opened up for somebody, I was working in radio at the time. I was working concerts. I think I've told a story before. If I haven't, I'm gonna tell it again. I was working, I think it was... um. Bare Naked Ladies. I had to work a Bare Naked Ladies concert and Alanis Morissette opened. And I didn't want to be there. Like, I don't like the Bare Naked Ladies. But once you're in the venue, you can't leave until the concert's over because you got a band parked and you're not allowed to drive over people apparently on your way out. Um, so you had to stay. So we had to stay for this concert. And Kelly and I were both there. Um, she came with me that day. And Alanis Morissette, knocked our dicks off. She was so good. She was so fucking good. Um and then the bare naked lady sucked. But like <laughs> the most maybe the most surprised I ever was at a concert was when that that set ended. Everybody that was around us looked at each other like, holy shit. That was really fucking good. Uh so yeah, you remind me, Alanis Morissette, said you might you might end up doing 90.
1: <laughs> All right. That's a great
2: um, question, Fatboy.
1: <clears throat> I agree. And last question: uh, What is a more idiotic statement? Barstool apparel announcement this week on Twitter, or Aaron stating it will be easier to watch his toddler when she starts moving? By the way, her moving not hard. It's fine. She actually is cool coming to me, hanging out with me, like all of that. Uh, is she it's the, it's the screaming. It's the screaming that's not fun. Is she climbing? uh she's she's couch surfing
2: that's not what i asked that's, that's what uh, not, she's not climbing that i said i start... said when
1: she started I, I said when she started moving and right now i mean we've got a gate up we got two gates up actually and everything's we just, like, we just keep her in a cage it's fine I mean, I, i'm in the cage too like <laughs> and the dog's pissed because the dog's like how do i get out of this thing
2: it's like it's fine uh I mean the barstool thing is not idiotic because like it's look it is what it is I can't say I've got a no comment this conversation but it is what it is like everybody tries in this in this society to be right first. Mm-hmm. Uh you know I, I I don't I don't believe Aaron. I think it's more difficult that she's moving than when she was just laying on a blanket. In the middle of the floor because I'm a dad, I've been through this. Like when they're laying on a blanket in the middle of the floor, it's pretty easy.
1: I, I disagree. She's she's far more like um she 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 finds things to do for herself instead of me having to be the sole source of entertainment. <laughs> she also sees the TV now and she's paying attention to the TV now. Like these are I things guess, that are happening.
2: I guess I'm a lot more entertaining than you. Well and my you kid was just entertaining. You're a
1: cartoon. I would not disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mailbag.
2: <laughs> that was a fun. get us out of that here. Was, that was a fun, fun Banks portion. Good work. There
0: people. you go. There you go. Awesome man. Beta, well, hat, beta
2: story. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I ain't <I> lying. <laughs>
2: Oh, I needed this so
0: bad tonight, fellas, so bad. <laughs> well, good, good show. Uh, <laughs> so mad. I'm not mad at all. <laughs> okay. The hat's actually a pretty cool hat. Uh, story's definitely beta, though, no doubt. Uh, but hey, special thanks to the, the white hat. Me.
3: <laughs> it's, it's gray
0: gray. <laughs> it's gray. My
3: Tomlin ain't coming for you, Brent.
0: I tell you, it's gray. <laughs> Y'all must be colorblind because that's white back there. It had, it long had to be
2: my cheeks hurt from laughing. It's been a while.
0: That's white. Oh my God. That sucker's gray. But yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Stories beta. But uh special thanks to dinko Joe. <laughs> Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Uh, special thanks to Quick Paper Supply. And of course, as always, special thanks to my boys, my fellas, my guys. And soon uh, to be my sister. And soon Yo to be Yo Adrian. Yo Adrian! It, Yo exactly. I did. <laughs> but for, uh, for Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, and Ryan Royer, I am Brent Young. Yet you again, another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See?